Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, look, it's a giant pile of stupidity. Looks like you found Common Man and T-Bone. Big husky kid. She takes a ring, eats it. That's good. I thought it was like an onion ring. Sure. She had a couple more pieces. What is this? Squid. It's calamari. Ah, how'd you let me eat that? Disgusting. I won't eat anymore. You've been eating it. You said it was good. What's the difference? <laughs> you can serve me a right. plate of deep fried dongs, all right? Yeah, right. If I'm eating the dongs and they're good, who cares what it is? Produced by Panama Ted. Too hot. Featuring Leanna Ray on traffic. How the f*** did I end up here? And a plethora of sounds that make no sense. Pay me a stick of bubble gum. For what? Cracks and gaps. re rocket Your ear hole. Ooh, this is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Guess who's back today? Oh, I know who's back today. Teddy's back. Yeah. Slim Shady. From yeah. his erotic vacation to the beach. Mm-hmm. Teddy was doing it on the sand. Mm, you know it. I'm glad you're back. That's right. I missed you last week. Well, I missed you guys, and I missed you so much, I listened to the podcast last week to catch up on everything Man, with Ice Cream Madness and all that. Yeah, it's great. Look at you. That's You know what? That's dedication, Ted. I appreciate your dedication to this show. And we missed you a lot last week. Not that our other fill-in producers weren't great. They were. Yeah, Bodie's good. Yeah. Bodie and Triple H. Wow. Showing, showing some shade of Triple H there. <laughs> he was just sitting in here, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> He's great, too. That's good. I like it when Ted has a zinger to start the show off. That's always good. We're glad you're back. Teddy's back, and uh, Teddy has seen Back to the Future. Wait. We learned that the Boatman. <laughs> oh, that's right. Last I was going to say, did Ted not see it? I thought Ted no, had no, no. seen The, the Boatman didn't Bodie see it. Bodie has not seen Back to the Future. And, but but Bodie who was it not... that he didn't, he didn't hear of something? What was the thing oh, he didn't hear of? I don't know. There were lots of those things, though, because he's young. He's young, and he's... Now, if you named off, like, Notre Dame players or Dallas Cowboy players, he'd know all that, but he he's very locked in on his sports. Glad I don't remember what it was. Uh, we're, we didn't do Yikes last week because we were sad that you weren't here. Well, I'm glad Yikes is back. It is back today. At, At, least at, at its is. new old time, 434. Why is that? Today. Why is that, man? Well, because Jason's beef with our guy Jason Stark returns at 534. Opening day is on Thursday. Jason has had an offseason full of rule changes and Arby's and paternity suits. So he is back. <laughs> paternity suits. Okay. I was sworn to secrecy. Oh, well, I'll let him live. I can't wait to find out about that. Uh, tournament things. Final four is set. It is Florida Atlantic. They will face San Diego State and Miami and UConn. I gotta Nobody tell saw you. that coming. I'll <laughs> tell you that. No, I don't think anybody would have started off their bracket by saying, here's, here's what's likely to expect. I am thrilled with Florida Atlantic getting this far. I, uh, I think I, I feel like Columbus is personally responsible for that because they played here to open up this tournament. So 
You're welcome, Florida Atlantic. We're going to co-opt your success there and be very grateful that you're in. But no, I think it's it's really good for college basketball, right? To see you like having a Duke or a Kansas or those type of schools occasionally, whether you want to root for them or against them. And UConn certainly fits the brand profile of, you know, elite program. But Miami's a really good program that kind of flies under the radar because they're one of those schools that I think is where Ohio State should aim to be a not traditional basketball power that certainly has the ability to get good talent and good coaching. Um, But then, yeah, on the other side, San Diego State and FAU, this is good for basketball, in my opinion. It makes the game more exciting, knowing that your team, who could be one of those teams that gets there, if they're not necessarily got all the best recruits you've ever seen, that's okay. Like, I want to believe that can happen for Ohio State at some point in the future. I believe... And uh, Barkley had some comments because he's doing all the stuff for Turner, right? Yeah. Where he said, well, NIL is going to kill all of this. And maybe it does on the college football side where we have the same six teams that win every single national championship. Who the hell knows how this is going to shape out? If there's going to be some sort of government regulation or if the NCAA has more power to regulate things, I don't know. But I find it hard to believe that name, image, and likeness can really alter this tournament because it's such a crapshoot. In terms of seeding and where your bracket is and who you wind up playing and uh, you're using different basketballs. Oh, right? yeah. Which venue you're playing in. This is such a crapshoot here. There's a reason why in the history of this tournament, there's never been one perfect bracket go past the Sweet 16. Of all the billions of brackets that have been filled out, it's impossible right. to predict this. No, and, and that's the beauty of this tournament. I also think... I know the NCAA wants to expand, and I'm sure they probably will expand it eventually, but regardless of of how many teams get in it, I like the 64 where it is. I feel like that's a good number. But but in general, having these teams that do not necessarily have the best regular season, I mean, we saw Ohio State play San Diego State earlier on in the season, right? I mean, that now that's a team that's in the Final Four. Like that is, I think a fun aspect to this is you can always go back and look at your team and how they did against some of these final four teams. There's probably a decent number of teams in college basketball that have played one of these four schools, given their different schedules and conferences they're in and all those other things that are looking at themselves going, I wonder if we could have been there if we'd have just done things a little different, right? That makes it intriguing as well. But no, having a nine seed in the final four, great. Having schools that are not your traditional powers all the time in the final four, awesome. Because I think that the thing that makes college basketball coaches Frustrated when their hair out, aka name, image, and likeness in the portal. Those are the things that allow this to happen. Those are the things that allow for a little bit more chaos and randomness because you can get good players who maybe are just not highlighted at bigger schools, and suddenly they're flourishing. I mean, that's that's definitely something that I think has to be accounted for and spoken for. It's the menacing owl, my friend. Yeah, it is the Florida Atlantic menacing owl. Well. That thing is leering at you. I like owls. I'm a big fan of... I know you are. I'm a big fan of that. So I'm glad to see that uh, the owls are getting it done. And you brought up San Diego State. That was in Maui, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about this this weekend. Buckeyes had a bad first half in that game. Second half played much better. Yeah. Scored 51 points. Think about it. You scored 51 points in one half on a Final Four team. To me, that's banner worthy. (laughs) No. Raise one. No, it's not banner worthy. Raise it. But you know what? Speaking of the transfer portal, who's on San Diego State? Jaden Ledee. Where did yes, Jaden Ledee right. start playing? Here, right? Like, I'm not saying that's a, a notch against Chris Holtman or anything like that. What I'm saying is 
you can see players who end up going and having, you know, different roles on other teams. And maybe for him, I mean, clearly he's, he's not getting the same type of minutes he was maybe hoping to get when he played here, but he's playing for a team now that got to a final four. Is that bad for college basketball? It might be bad for your team. It might be bad for John Calipari. It might be bad for guys like Chris Holman, but Ultimately, it is better for college basketball that you have this happening, even if in the moment your team is maybe not doing as well with that. Ohio State certainly wants to play in the portal and has tried and will try again, but you got to get it right. You've got to get the right mix of guys, and they thought they had it right this year. It turned out not to be the case. A lot of the upperclassmen didn't really help you out much. Well, they didn't think they had it right this year. That's after the fact. That's what we heard. Oh, yeah. Is that, well, they knew. They knew what type of year it was going to be, and they were going to take some lumps, but that's just the way it goes. That's why they played freshmen all year, except when they did. I was going to say. Or that's how things turned out, and now that's your excuse. No. The reality is they played a bunch of seniors that transferred in, a bunch of fifth and sixth year guys. Who weren't any good. Yeah, who just, they couldn't get the job done consistently. It's not even that they're bad people. It's just they couldn't get the job done. And then when it was clear they weren't any good, you still took your sweet ass time putting the inexperienced guys in there. Oh, but when one of those inexperienced guys who happened to be your best scorer had a couple games where he fouled out, then we well, got to make him ride the pine anymore. Then we got to no. ride the pine then with him. He needs him. a mental reset. Look, man. But I, veterans that can't hit shots, they never need any resets. They just go right back out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, where were those mental resets? But I guess, you know what, in fairness, there were a couple times where guys who were starting got benched, but we didn't care. We weren't mad about it because they were actually no good or they weren't helping. So then when they benched him, it's like, yeah, finally, let the young guys play. And no, they started to play though. well. When you see, you know, who's gotten to this point, you want to get to this point as a Buckeye fan, don't you? I do. I think so. So you compare yourself against who we're seeing. You're looking at the coaches. You're looking at the roster. How do they construct these teams? San Diego State played Ohio State a long-ass time ago. November 21st yeah. is when that game was played. Both teams were undefeated. We didn't know what to expect. Right. It's, but it's but that's that's the beauty of this sport. It right? is, and that's why when people say the regular season is meaningless, I say no, it's not. No, it's not meaningless. It's, it's part of the it's part of the entire factor of how that team becomes what they are, and that is why we and I guess I'm saying me for sure, but other Buckeye fans, I'm sure, are in the same boat. I am a slow learner on lots of things. But I've got to remember when I see Ohio State play well in December to not then say, ah, great in March, <laughs> right? We've seen it time and time again, at least with Holtman's group. That doesn't matter. I, in fact, would love them to be 500 going into January. But then in January and February, they play much better. That's the growth I'd like to see if we're going to have it one way or the other. By the way, Florida Atlantic, I was just double checking this to make sure I wasn't wrong. Yeah. You know how many losses Florida Atlantic has? They played 38 games. Do you know how many they've lost? Four. Three. Three. I knew it was something like that. <laughs> 35 and three. Yeah, they had one of the best records in the country. I Right. I'm just saying, and I know they didn't play in the strongest conference ever, but they lost one game to Ole Miss at Ole Miss. They lost to, uh, who was the other team? UAB. And then their last loss they had was against Middle Tennessee State. And then from there, Final Four. Yeah. like this. Middle Tennessee State, by the way, 15-11 this year. Not great. But you know what? They... They can say they hung with the Final Four team. Not that that's raise a banner, but it's something that I think brings this parity level back to college basketball that's enjoyable, and I, I find it fun. All right, Buckeye women are alive. We're talking about the shortcomings of Buckeye men, but Buckeye women still alive. They are playing tonight. Huge game. We'll have it on Big Boy Fan. We'll talk about it next. Plus, jackets time this weekend. Good and bad and 
Well, the jackets. It's good to be bad. Good. Well, <laughs> I wish they were a little bit more bad. Well, what? A, yeah, fair enough. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-70 eastbound at Route 315. All lanes have reopened in that area. The traffic is still slow as it recovers. You might find some residual delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If April is showering your company with open job positions, check out Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Sponsor your first job today and get hiring by visiting Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. So glad you're here. Now T-Bone's going to tell you about Gerald Ford. No, Mike. Valley Ford of Columbus. You can find the selection online. ValleyFordOfColumbus.com I was just out at the dealership, 70 West and Hilliard Rome Road. Easy to get to for you, no matter where you are in Columbus or Central Ohio. You can get out there, see my guys, Derek who is the sales manager there, Jerry, Christian. They've got a ton of selection right now. I was just over at the dealership, and I saw a ton of new Mustangs yet again. They have a beautiful example of a green 5.0 V8 Mustang sitting there in the showroom that I was very envious of, despite already getting my Mustang with their great deals they have. You can find yours, or maybe you're looking for an F-150, a Bronco, or a pre-owned vehicle. They do that, too. All of the selection available now, valleyfordofcolumbus.com, and tell them I sent you. You know, Bone, I'm a bit of a cynical guy, breaking news. Yeah. But it's always nice when I have that moment. It does not happen often now at this point in my life where I watch sports. I'm like, oh, sports are nice. I like sports. Who's a guy from K-State? Is it Jerome Tang? The yeah, he's the coach there, yeah. Anyway, so they lose to Ford Atlantic. You know, he's obviously devastated. His team's devastated. He talks to his team in the locker room, and then goes over to Florida Atlantic's locker room. Did you see the video of this? No, but did he go over there and punch everybody out no. and scream at them? Oh, okay. He, he did not. That's too, that's too bad. He walked in there. They were celebrating. He gave a nice little speech. He said he was proud of them. They were the toughest team they played all year. They're a good bunch of guys. They're going to be rooting for them. Yeah. And it was a nice moment. You can tell. That is, that is a nice that, moment. You know, the Florida Atlantic players, you could tell watching, that meant a lot to them. Now, I don't know what that means from them moving forward, if they take any motivation from that. But, you know, in a conference, in a world of Fran McCaffrey's, mm-hmm. who would never do that no. in a million years. No. And I'm not saying I need my coach to be the nicest guy in the world. That's sort of the problem I have with Chris Holman sometimes, that he's too damn nice. But it's also nice to know that even staring at defeat when you wish your team was going further, you could walk across the hall and have some kind words for the team moving on. Yeah, I will say this, because I am someone who suffers from uh, chronic bouts of cynicism, and so a cynic might look at that moment from Jerome Tang and say, you just lost, you were expected to win, and what you've done is now gone over and done this thing that is very nice, but maybe that's to get your attention off of how you messed up that game as a coach, whatever. 
I don't, I'm saying I can see how someone would get there. I'm not going to, I'm choosing not to go well, there. I, I can't get there. Right. It's I, his I, first year on the job. They, no. He is the Big 12 coach of the year. They had a fantastic season. Now, if he goes to the tournament every single year and craps himself to worse seeds, sure. As the years go on, then we have a discussion. Right. I don't think a Kansas State fan, some Kansas State fans shouldn't, most well, I, wouldn't right. not care, but there's I'm probably sure a, a segment of the fan base that doesn't like about that. About losing, but you know, I, I tend to pride myself on my BS meter. Right. I don't think that's BS. No, I thought it was a nice, genuine sports moment. Yeah, it is. And it's it's cool to see that because I do think that puts sports in its proper context, which I'm all about, man. I, I love when we get, you know, over the top about our sports teams and we get really excited about them. But the reality of life is that sports have the amount of weight that we allow it to have. Right. So if you're someone who paints your chest and goes out to every Kansas City Chiefs game and stands in zero degree temperatures with negative 20 wind chill, but you've done that because that's your life and that's what you want to do, that's fine. What's bad, I think, about sports is when everyone adopts that one person's mentality about sports and says nothing else matters but this game. That's not healthy. And it's, to me, important to see coaches who are paid millions of dollars by these games that we've put all this weight on. And where some people do get psychotic about them and say, I can't believe you lost. Everyone needs fired. The minute we lose a game. It's nice to see someone who's in that job, who's under that pressure, say, you know what? As much as it is a big time deal and I need it to have weight in my life, I'm also going to take perspective and say, yeah, we lost this game. It sucked. It was a great game. And I want to give that other team credit for being a tough out. That to me is different than people who like, you know, delete their social media accounts after yelling at everybody all year and then the second fans are like ah it sucks we lost this game they're like you people are evil no that's that's not the same thing this this guy going and doing that he's the coach he was in the moment i like that it was a nice little moment now let's go to the other extreme uh timmy was telling me this story i'm not going to name any names but uh you were there when he was telling this story went to an establishment Mm -hmm. this weekend yeah i will not reveal the name of the establishment because they have done some advertising on this station Well, and also it doesn't reflect on that establishment. It's more about the employee working at the establishment, but whatever. So Timmy walks in. You have NCAA tournament games going on. There's 100 TVs in this place. Not one is tuned to an NCAA tournament game. Timmy finds this odd, as would I. Yeah, right. So he approaches someone who works there to perhaps remedy the problem. He said this person was perhaps 20. 18, male, said, hey, if it's possible, then look, Timmy can be a douche. So <laughs> well, no, I'm getting I his side of the story I here. I don't think this was a douchey thing to walk no, up during March Madness. I don't either. But again, I don't know how he said it is what I'm saying. Sure. I mean, we weren't there to witness it. Perhaps he was douchey about it. I'm going to go off of his story and say that he wasn't. He was just being polite. So he walked up and said, hey, man, if it's not too much trouble, do you think you can change one of these TVs to the NCAA tournament? And he said the guy looked at him and said, what's that? Oh, boy. Well, at first, Tim said, we can't possibly not know what the NCAA tournament is. Right. So let me help him. I must have misunderstood him. I'll tell him what channel it's on. Maybe he simply didn't know what channel it was on. Right. So he said it's on, you know, probably True TV or TNT, one of the Turner channels. No, what's the NCAA tournament? Mm. The dude had never heard of it before. That's that's jail. Well, jail 
for life. I acknowledge, again, like we just talked about, not everyone watches sports the way you or I do or the way a lot of people you do. You work in a sports bar. Right. When you work at a place that has a bunch of TVs on and you serve alcohol during March Madness, you should probably know where one of the biggest TV events of the weekend is. The Kool-Aid man should burst through the brick wall <laughs> and arrest that guy and put him in jail forever. Well, there. I mean, same thing about the Oscars. I don't, I don't follow the Oscars. It's not my thing. I mean, I... I've sometimes watched it more years, some years more than others, right? I'll pay attention some years, but I, I haven't watched any of these movies this year. I don't know any of these actors. I don't know any of this stuff. But if I worked at a place that had TVs the night of the Oscars and a couple of people walked in, they're like, we'd like to watch the Oscars, please. I'm going to be aware of it enough to go, all right, well, I don't know what channel well, it's on. It's not just a place that has TVs. Your theme is sports. I know, right. If you yeah. walked into a bar and it was, oh, look at Ann margarets panties hanging from the rafters, you would assume this Hollywood bar would have the Oscars on, right? <laughs> or at least turn it on when a, somebody asks. What a pervy-sounding bar that is. Jeez, couldn't you have gotten go any there. other article of clothing? Whose panties are those? Oh, Lucille Ball's <laughs> this panties. Is called under, this is the undercarriage, folks. Welcome to the undercarriage. I guess she didn't dye it down there, did she? If you're, if you're not wearing anything on your undercarriage, you first drink's free. Enjoy. Don't sit on the stools at the undercarriage. Hollywood, Hollywood undercarriage. <laughs> That's the, and all the food has that theme. Right. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. No, it's a that's a sad state of affairs when you go to a sports bar and the person says, "What's that about What's the that? NCAA tournament?" Buckeye women battling Virginia Tech in the Elite Eight tonight. We will have it for you at nine o'clock, right here on the fan. I'll tell you what, Bone. They struggled at times in those first two games here. Yeah. Then they of moved on to Seattle to play UConn. I was not feeling good about that matchup, but they took it to them. Congratulations to them. Oh yeah, and it was it was a very great thing to see the Ohio State women's team play like they're capable of. I was so enjoying because I got a few text messages from some buddies of mine who they're not watching every game like I've been watching this year, but I've been ranting and raving about how this team plays defense and you got to see it where they just clamped down on UConn and actually and played one of their best defensive performances of the season and the UConn players are frustrated and I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is what they do well. I was so happy to watch Kevin McGuff and his staff and this team who have been doing stuff like this for the last two years. They've really changed the identity of this team. So yeah, tonight, Virginia Tech, another huge battle. It's not going to be easy just because they don't have the name brand of Gino Ariema and UConn. They are a tough out, and this is going to be a really tough game, but they are one win away from a Final Four berth, and that is special. All right, Jack, it's time, and Lamar Jackson wants out. That's coming up next. Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on Kelton Avenue at Galt Street. There is an accident involving injuries. Please be careful over here. About a 25-minute backup is expected as they try to get things cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Over the last 50 years, Invisible Fence brand has protected over 3 million pets. Their certified training leads to a 99% success rate, and they even offer a one-year money-back guarantee. Not only is your pet secure, so is your investment. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The season premiere of Jason's Beef. Thank God it's back. That is coming up at 534. You know what else we're doing today? Oh, I do know what we're doing We today. have our own little final four. It's ice cream madness. Now, in the final four, we've been asking for your votes, but it's been unscientific. Now it's going to be all about science. You go to atmanandbone971 on Twitter. You can vote for this matchup. The four seed, Black Raspberry Chip, up against the four seed, Moose Tracks. Mm. This is the first of our final four matchups. We're going to set the poll for an hour. After that hour is up, whoever wins, wins. We're listening to you because you've, some of you I know have voiced your concerns that we are taking into account some voting and then you've wanted us to, you know, be, I guess you don't want us to have any opinion. We can't have voting for every single round. It would take a long time, right? We, we also have a radio show to do, but for the final four, it's important enough that we're saying we now want the listeners to be involved and you guys are going to help us decide this the whole way out. Now, I think it was in the Elite Eight where the Moose Tracks people came out and they were ridiculous. Oh, Moose Tracks Nation is heavy. Not only did they want Moose Tracks to move on, they wanted all other flavors to cease to exist. That's right. What was the specific Moose Knuckle flavor that they came out that they were fighting against? It was Rocky Road. Oh, Rocky Road. I thought that was going to be a close one and Rocky Road went down in flames. Yeah, and it it was very interesting how quick because I remember just going through and thinking it would be a lot more 50-50 and it was 100% Moose Tracks so our first matchup four seeds Black Raspberry Chip Chip. and Moose Tracks I just want to add in over the weekend was out at and I get nothing for telling you this but I stopped in at a Grater's Mm -hmm. they have a wonderful uh, Black Raspberry Chip what did I say Raspberry Chip I don't know why I said yeah it is Black Black, Raspberry Chip Black Raspberry Chip right okay so we, I had that there, but they have the option. I think it's called like an 1870 or something like that, where they will put it on top of a brownie in a cup with some whipped cream on top. Whip? Let me tell you what. It's called an 1870? Yeah, I think it's when Grater's... They also was- give you syphilis. <laughs> yes. You have to go out and mill your own grain. <laughs> right. No, it's... No one could afford freezers. What's this? <laughs> it's a bag of rock salt they give you, and they're like, good luck with that, Johnny. Go make some ice cream. Only no. rich people have cream. <laughs> anyway, 1870. That's, I think, roughly when graders may have started. Right, I don't right. know. Whatever. Anyway, that's their. That's the thing I had this weekend, and uh, it was good. Now, would I take Moose Tracks or Black Raspberry Chip by itself? I'm probably still going Moose Tracks, but that this weekend was epic. It was one of the best ice cream things I've ever had. Well, we're not voting on this. No, I, I, well, I mean, we, we can, had our say on all the other put ones. Our, we can put our thoughts into the world, can't we? Okay, well, if I'm putting my thoughts out in the world, Black Raspberry Chip's the winner. Okay, but, but I'm but just one dumb... You know what? I'm going to vote myself. You vote. Go I've ahead. I've got one vote just like you have. Sure. There vote you go. now at Man and Bone 971. Uh, Jackets won on Friday night. They lost in Montreal on Saturday. Elvis was back on Saturday. Until he, he was, wasn't. He was bad. Then he got hurt and left. Uh, Jackets are tied with the Sharks on points, but they've played one fewer game and have more regulation wins. So right now, Sharks at the bottom of the tank. Can I, uh, first of all, stop winning. 
stop it with the Sharks on points, but they've played one fewer game and have more oh, regulation no. wins. So right now, Sharks oh. at the bottom of the tank. Can I, uh, first of all, stop winning. Stop it. Also, I am not the type of guy to tell you what to do with your money, mm-hmm. but I will hear. Okay. It was another sellout crowd over at Nationwide Arena on Friday night cheering <laughs> right. this team on. Do you not know what's at stake here? Well, stop it. I mean, you're stop cheer- going. There should be four thousand people there booing them. <laughs> stop it. I know, right? Do you want Connor Bedard or not? Right. What are we doing here? If you go and cheer this team on. They're like, they want us to win. They believe in us. No. And they start do- pulling Michigans out of nowhere. I, you know, right? Ken Johnson, oh, what are you doing? Is that good, what though? are you doing? Oh my God! Save that for when this team is good. Don't you? <laughs> don't waste it now. When it's like the highlight of an otherwise dreadful season is you, you flipping a Michigan hey, in. fans, we have to do our part. If there were 4,000 angry people there, do they win that game on Friday night? No. No. No way. No. The atmosphere propelled them. Ken Johnson's like, I'm not even going to attempt a Michigan. Why? Well, I'll wait until there's people here to watch me do this. The team is doing their part. They suck. Yeah. Now we, that's not ideal, but we're here now, so let's live with it. The fans now, we have to do our part. We have to adjust. Yeah. That's... Exactly right. You can watch on TV and all that. Stay home. What are you rooting for when you're rooting for the Blue Jackets? Are you rooting for them to beat the Islanders in a meaningless game in March of a season where you're doing nothing? Or are you rooting for eventually a run to a Stanley Cup? Now, Saturday night, that's more like it. Saturday night, we're back on board. This is exactly what we want. We can't get points like that on Friday night. No. Uh, One more thing on Elvis. You can chalk up whatever you want to, this is just a bad year for him. You know, Gammy died, and I feel sorry for him. Well, sure. He's been been hurt every 10 seconds. When he's been there, he's been bad and inconsistent. I, I know they gave him the deal. I don't know how you can rely on him to be your guy next season. Well, I I really don't. I don't think they are. No, I'm saying like, I'm... They're going to have to play him a lot next year. What I'm saying is I think next year's the year where they can start to say, if this isn't happening, we don't have to play him because maybe after next year, you can just dump the contract and eat the money or what, like you'd trade him away and just realize, yeah, we're going to have to pay his salary or something. But I'm saying next year, this off season, you better find a backup who can play. And I am sorry, if Tarasov's going to be the guy, are you convinced he is right now? No, I'm not. So if they go out in free agency and decide or they trade for someone with some all these, you know, young prospects they have, go out and find a goaltender who can shore you up. Don't you think? Like, isn't this a situation if you're thinking of quarterbacks in the NFL, right? If if you have Ryan Tannehill as your starter in the NFL, wouldn't you think we probably need a solid backup, right? I know quarterbacks different because you don't switch them out every so often just for fun like you do in the NHL. But clearly, I think they need a number two that can push him. And they need a guy who, not not in a way that I'm saying like you have to make Elvis sweat, but more of the sense of if Elvis is ouchy and inconsistent again, you need a second guy who can come in and actually play and not not just be out there, you know, also with some, you know, eventual prospects of being good. He has to be good enough right now that he's pushing for a starter spot. Say what you want about Bob towards the end, but, you know, we would have these conversations about Sergei Bobrovsky saying, well, he can't possibly play every single game. What are they doing out there? Right. I would I would give anything to have some consistency between the pipes 
And Elvis has shown me he just can't do that. Now, a lot of it's not his fault. I get that. But no, it's, it's, it's comical. Let's put aside the fact that he's been bad when he's been out there. But it's, oh, I'm hurt. Oh, I can't play. I got to take a poop. I can't put my pads on. Oh, grandma's dead. Oh, I I well, <laughs> fell down. You know, what, what if those I can't? It no, sucks. Again, you have a loss in the family. I, I understand. I get it. I understand that. But it's just another thing to stack on top of everything else. <laughs> yeah, okay. All I'm all I'm pointing at is this with Elvis. I will I will go here. I don't you have a death in the family, you gotta do what you gotta do. I am saying for this guy, he's been ouchy. To me, that's the number one concern. He's been inconsistent. That's equally like one A. I, I view this somewhat as a combination of like Ryan Murray and Alexander Wenberg. You know what I mean? Where Murray was always hurt, and it was like, but when he's in, maybe good, but hurt all the time. Uh, inconsistent, unreliable. Wenberg was, I mean, hurt sometimes, but not very reliable when he was here. Not as far as on the ice performance. Like, regardless of why, to your point, you don't yeah, need a combo of why. that. Right. It's, it's the fact that at some point, this goaltending situation has to be better here if you're going to compete. Thankfully, this year, they're not. I guess that's a positive you could take away from this year, as much as it's also a negative, is you don't have goaltending right now that's reliable. So now you have an offseason to go fix that. But that's not something you can just kick the can down the road right, on and say, don't, Elvis again? They Who don't knows? seem inclined to fix it. Well, Everything they, they've said is that Elvis is the guy for next year. That's fine. And they expect him to be better. Until he's not. And I, all I'm saying is fine. If you want to have him be your number one and you believe in him and all that stuff, great. Go out and sign someone who gives you something better than Tarasov as an alternative. I, I think you have to at least consider that going into this offseason. But you, but you can't because Tarasov has nowhere to go. Well, then you can't send him to then, Cleveland. He's out. Then here's the risk you take. You deal him and hope that someone else in the NHL goes, we see the we see the promise. We'll take him. And I'm, I'm just saying. Right. And then they rename the Vesna Trophy the Tarasov. <laughs> oh, congratulations. One way or the other, I won the Tarasov this year. You have to decide if you don't think Tarasov's good enough right now, then you live with that decision and you move on. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm willing to live with Tarasov for another year. If if you don't think he's good enough, though, then you can't just sit there and kick the can down the road and go, well, hopefully Elvis is. Like, you can't just hope everyone's good with no actual perspective that right. shows they have been. Bryce Sensabaugh is leaving, unless he's not. And Lamar Jackson stuff coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Just a reminder that the westbound I-70 ramp to northbound Route 315 that is closed for road construction. As a detour, you can take I-70 west to Richtown to Route 315 north. Back to that and your travel plans. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. New projects, new opportunities. Tomorrow's infrastructure is in the skilled hands of the Ohio Laborers. From roads and bridges to buildings and solar farms, the Ohio Laborers do it all. Build Ohio right, build it union. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinder Motor Company, the segment that's not a segment, yikes. 
is coming up at 4.34. Jason's Beef at 5.34. The return with our guy Jason Stark. He is ready to go. Mm. Uh, Lamar Jackson is ready to go. He has requested a trade from the Ravens. He shared this on social media. He also says he did this way back on March 2nd, so almost a month ago. This whole thing does not look like it's going to get fixed. Now, who the hell knows? Money changes a lot of things. Maybe the Baltimore Ravens call him up and say, hey, man, you know all that fully guaranteed money you wanted with no injury caveats, nothing like that? Well, we have it for you. Here it goes. Does that buy back his respect? We've seen it before. The Lance Briggs situation with the Bears comes to mind. Where Remember that offseason? I forget the year. 2010, 2009, something like that. He went on every single sports show he could possibly go on to say that he would never play another down for the Chicago Bears. He felt disrespected by them. That's it. He wants out. Trade me. Well, they paid him. He smiled. He played the end. And I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson is going to be that guy. Maybe he's more principled than that. Maybe it's gotten to the point where it's so disrespectful to him, he doesn't want any money from the Baltimore Ravens. But the reality is, right now, the Ravens still hold all the cards in terms of dealing him or matching an offer. Now, Lamar Jackson can turn around and say, you can tag me. That's fine. I just won't show up. Right. Yeah. What I are mean, you going to do then? I look at it this way. Ultimately, and I've said this before with players, I think a lot of players have the ultimate trump card, which is I don't have to show up. It's not like that's the best idea. And obviously, we've seen that with... I'm trying to think who just did that and took a year off their career uh, and was never, why am I blanking on Michigan state running back who played here in Groveport? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I was just drawing a blank on Le'Veon Bell, but yeah, like we've seen that happen with guys where it doesn't go well for them. I can't envision a scenario where running backs an important position. Quarterback is a very different level. You cannot go into a season, not having a plan at quarterback, Right. The Ravens, I'm quite sure, if Lamar Jackson's not going to play for them, would want to figure out what the plan is at quarterback, unless they're just going to be terrible and hope for a number one pick next year, right? Well, you know what? If I'm a fan, that's not acceptable. Well, right. If you, this, if you this have, doesn't work out... You've had all this time to think about it. My point being, they can't be sitting here going like, oh, who knows? Maybe he sits out. No. Maybe like You can't go into an offseason thinking, we're going to make an offer to him, and then he may or may not show up in August to play for our team. That's not viable as an NFL team. That's way different than any other position on the field. Draft is a couple weeks away. You need to know what the hell's going on. This is unacceptable. You know, John Harbaugh can come out and talk about how he's confident something will get done. And that's all lip service at this point. Your quarterback went on Twitter today and said he requested a trade. It's been weeks since well, he did that. So what's going on behind the scenes to remedy the situation? Are they working to move him or are they trying to repair the damage and sign him? As a Ravens fan, I want answers. Well, I'm if, not a Ravens fan. You know what I mean? I know if I mean. were a Ravens yeah, yeah. fan, I want Ravens answers. Fan. Yeah. The other the, the problem that I would have here, too, if I were a Ravens fan is why is he now tweeting this today? Because March 2nd, to give you a perspective on how long ago that was, remember when Aaron Rodgers was emerging from his darkness retreat? That was a week after uh, Lamar Jackson made this request about a week after Aaron Rodgers said, I'm coming out of the darkness retreat, but I haven't made my decision yet. Right? So around the time that Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, I don't think I want to play for the Packers, and I think I want to go to the Jets, that's around when he made this offer to say, I don't want to play for you, please trade me. And then, of course, league year starts and all that stuff, and he gets the, you know, what is non-exclusive franchise tag put on him and all that stuff. Lamar Jackson does. I'm just saying that's how long ago this was. So why now are you putting out there that you 
requested a trade and hey, Baltimore fans, it's been real. Florio reported something a couple uh, within the last few hours. Mike Oreo, guy from West Virginia. Anyway, he reported something. And again, take everything from him with a grain of salt because a lot of this is him being wrong. But he says, despite what Lamar Jackson is saying, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson were in aggressive negotiations just a few days ago to try to hammer out a deal. I don't think it's a. Dis- I don't think it's an either or thing. I think they absolutely could have been involved in those discussions. Those haven't led where Lamar Jackson wants them to, and that's why he comes out today and says, "Hey, man, it's been real peace." Like almost feels as if I tried to negotiate. I did everything that you've asked me to, but I'm still not getting what I view as respect from this team. So I told them a month ago I wanted traded. They've tried to make it work with me. It's not working. I'm still holding to that, and I'm sorry, Ravens fans, this is where it's going to go. I, I'm guessing if that negotiation was aggressive, then I'm guessing he's also probably made them aware, you can go ahead and sign me whatever. You you can present any offer you want to. I'm not going to sign it. Trade me. Yeah. Find someone else. And, you know, that now he can't totally be, I guess you, I don't know, I'm not sure how that works on the non-exclusive, right? You can still be traded, technically. Yeah, I think you can. Like there might be something where he signs, yeah, because there's 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 trade coming back, right? If you're not basically gonna, the team that he works out a deal with would then say, "We'll sign you to this," and then the two picks go back to the Ravens, yeah, and the Ravens I mean, don't match it. He's wherever he saying, goes, he's going to sign a long term deal. It sounds like at this point he's basically said, "I gave the Ravens the first chance. It didn't work out. Now I'll go sign somewhere else for whatever I get." But the Ravens are basically agreeing we're not going to match the offer. Whatever it is. No, and if I'm a Ravens fan, then I want to know why. I I want details, and you have to give them to me. The other thing is I I won't accept this. John Harbaugh was set to give like a big press conference at was it the owners meetings that are happening this week? John Harbaugh was at an NFL gathering just today. Yeah, the owners are getting together. They're doing yes. like rule change stuff. And- so Harbaugh was at that and was going to have like his hello press. This is the Ravens coach now speaking. That's when he sent this tweet out. Was right when that was occurring. So I think there's no accident. No, it's not an accident. This is being done purposefully. And you know who did this? In all their genius, the Cleveland Browns, the Haslam's Jimmy Haslam. He's a a vision. No, he's a visionary. He saw (laughs) we're going to give Deshaun Watson all this money. A ridiculous contract. It's going to piss off an indefensible contract. Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. to the point where he will want to get out of this division because the Ravens won't want to pay him. And then in turn, we'll get a quarterback that we like. Sure. In Deshaun Watson. Sure, he'll be expensive. But we'll also get rid of a guy who we don't want to face anymore. Oh, yeah. In Lamar Jackson. If you told me, pay $230 million guaranteed, and you get Deshaun Watson on your team, minus the baggage, putting that aside for a second, and you also get Lamar Jackson out of your division. Genius. Now that I would pay $230 million for. From day one. You don't believe that? I don't believe that. All right. Okay. Bryce Sensabaugh and NFL rule change possibilities coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some delays blocking the right lane of Kenny Road northbound at Woody Hayes Drive. Cars are beginning to slow as they work to get around this. Plan about a 15-minute backup over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. The double steak grilled cheese burrito is now at Taco Bell. Two servings of grilled marinated steak and a melty three-cheese layer inside, plus grilled bubbly cheese on the outside. At purchase-picking Taco Bell stores are in limited time only. While supplies last, contact local stores for prices, hours, and participation, which may vary. Tax extra. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you something, buddy. What's that? I misjudged the popularity of Moose Tracks. Yeah? All right. Moose Tracks got a four seed. I thought it was very nice flavor. But the gusto, the enthusiasm that people have for Moose Tracks ice cream. Mm. We got 34 minutes left in this poll. It's our first Final Four matchup. Four seed Moose Tracks up against four seed Black Raspberry Chip. Chip? Chip. It's not even close. I'm not, not surprised. Not even close. Moose Tracks, 59.4%. Black Raspberry Chip, 40.6%. You can vote now on Twitter at manandbone971. I mean, should we treat this like they do with presidential elections where until the polls close, we don't disclose the results? I don't think that's... I don't think we can do that on a radio show. We only have an hour. We got to keep you updated on what's happening. Yeah. Well, as soon as you vote, you see the tally. Right. And if you're part of the Black Raspberry Chip Mafia that wants to get this thing into the final, you better get in vote, mobilize, create some fake accounts. (laughs) Well, not fake. Go, I don't know, mobilize, go rock the vote, whatever you got to do, go let Mm -hmm. people know. Uh, the other matchup, I would encourage voter fraud, Mike, not even on this. No, the other matchup that we will have later on in the day. Or tomorrow. I don't know. Cookies and cream. They are the two seed. Up against chocolate chip cookie dough. The only remaining one seed. That is yet to come. After we determine moose tracks. and Black raspberry chip. And that's going to be a tough one. I mean. that's Cookies and cream and chocolate chip cookie dough. Uh, those are two of my favorite flavors. I know. I know. It's, well they're all, my, they're all really good. At this point we're not messing around with some. Gross pistachio whatever flavor. We're getting to the real. The real flavors now, my friend. Uh, Bryce Sensabaugh has entered his name into the NBA draft. He still has the option to return to Ohio State. I just saw a mock draft yesterday. I forget where I saw it, but he's still projected as a first rounder. I think it was 17th, 18th, where I saw him projected. And I, I always say, look, man, if you're a first round pick, you should go. Um. I hope he doesn't. I hope he comes back and continues to grow his game. And I would love to have that scoring in the lineup next season. Hopefully, freshmen take another step, including him. New freshman class comes in, gives you valuable minutes, and then we'll see what this team can do. But mentally, as a Buckeye fan, I am preparing for myself to lose Bryce Sensball. Yeah. Listen, he is a 6'6 shooting guard who's got a physical presence when it comes to taking the ball to the hoop. He can also create his own shot, and he is one of these guys that it's not fair to put this on him because I'm not saying he's as good as this guy. Like, don't at me if you're an NBA fan. Oh, I'm going to at you. Um, I'm going to moose knuckle you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But Luka Doncic, he is a guy, when you watch Luka play, he slows the game down around him. Some of the great players, and another guy that they have on that team who is not my guy, but Kyrie Irving can do this too. He can kind of move at a pace where the defense, you you watch and go, how's the defense not just all over this guy and swatting everything away and he's moving so slowly. How is this happening? But then suddenly he's open in the lane and putting up a little floater. And at least with Luka, size-wise, 
he's a bit of a thicker body that then as he gets to the lane, just space kind of creates itself around him. And that's because he's so talented. Bryce Sensible, I wouldn't blame NBA scouts if they look at him and say, he's got that type of game that perhaps could get to, you know, poor man Luca's type of performance or maybe even better. But he has a ton of potential at the NBA level offensively. Defensively, defensively, big work in progress. But again, learn the NBA game, learn the defensive side of that game, and the physical presence that he offers you allows him to probably stick with some guys and be a little bit more of a, a, a bodying type of defender in the lane. So that's, I'm just saying, I see why NBA scouts drool over this guy and look at him and say, yeah, he could absolutely make it in the NBA. I would love to see him come back as well. But if he's getting top 20 grade, if people are saying he's a top 20 pick and he hears that from scouts after the combine, he'll be gone. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, I'd love to see what this team can do next season. After an off season where Bryce continues to get better, we've seen the progression from Bruce Thornton. Bruce Thornton became a much better basketball player right in front of our eyes. And then you have an entire off season of him getting better. And then Felix gets minutes in the paint where he continues to grow. You know, I know we were sort of wondering what this team could be in November and December and can they contend for a Big Ten championship. But that core, right? And I've, I've said this team's better than their record. And that's, that's not an excuse. That is, if anything, more of an indictment on the coaching staff for not getting that out of this team. Right. But if you look at the raw talent here, if Bryce stays, which I don't think he will, there's no reason why this team with the incoming freshman class cannot compete for a Big Ten championship next season. If Bryce Sensabaugh stays. If, if he stays. If he goes, you're kind of back in the same boat again, which is you have to find the scorer like you did after Malachi Branham left. You now have to find the next guy. And it worked out this year. They had a number, a possible first-round pick sitting there on your roster ready to go. Maybe and it's the a incoming shame if he wastes that. Well, maybe the incoming freshman class will have that again. But the point of the matter is you have to do better on your transfers if you're Chris Holtman. You have to find better transfers. You cannot have guys that come in here and have, again, and not to be unfair to him, but have the career that, that Justice Suing had coming here, right? Like, that's not... That's not what you're looking for from transfer at this level. You need someone who can come in and be consistently a 15-point scorer and get you six or seven rebounds or four or five assists or something like that that allows you to actually have a guy you can count on night in, night out. NFL League meetings going on in Arizona. They will discuss rule changes, all that stuff. Here are some potential rule changes they are discussing. You tell me what you think. Okay. Touchbacks on punts could mean five extra yards for the receiving team. Under this proposal, the receiving team will get the ball 25-yard line if there's a touchback on a punt. Under the current rule, the receiving team gets the ball at the 20. Uh, Touchback proposal part two. Under this proposal, if a kickoff returner calls for a fair catch anywhere behind the 25-yard line, the receiving team will get the ball at the 25 this essentially means that any kickoff caught between the goal line and the 24-yard line can be moved up to the 25-yard line as long as the returner calls for a fair catch. Now we have fair catch, of course, on uh, punts. Now they want fair catch on kicks that don't go into the end zone. Yeah, but the fair, but the difference is the fair catch moves it up. Like on, if you get a kickoff on the two-yard line and you just wave your hand and catch it, then that means they're going to put the ball at the 25-yard line. Right. And that, I mean, it's essentially a fair catch with a touchback built in. <laughs> so that's a significant rule change. They, they don't want action on kickoffs. No. That's, I mean, I wish the league would just change the rule. 
If this is where we're going, then just change the rule. I know. Well, I'm I'm with you. I think that this is their way of saying we're not changing the rule. You guys want kickoffs? We have kickoffs. And everyone except for maybe one or two coaches will just go kickoffs don't matter. Boot it into the end zone. Do whatever. Just don't kick it out of bounds. But yeah, kick it out of the end zone or kick it back there. We're going to have minimal effort required for kickoff returns. And then, you know, there will be one coach. And if he was in the league, it'd be Urban Meyer who would be working on what's the yard line that I can get them to kick it to where they'll statistically be more likely to try to return it so we can try to get them by a yard. Like if I kick it to the 18, can I get them to return it from the 18 or would that even be like, nope, fair catch. We'll just take the seven yards. We don't care. I don't know, but someone will try to work out the math on where's the best place to kick this to instigate a return, but everybody else would just kick it out of the end. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Change the rule. Who cares? Tripping would become a personal foul. Under the current rule, a team called for tripping is penalized 10 yards. And if the penalty is committed by the defense, then the offense gets an automatic first down. Under the new proposal, tripping would be a 15-yard penalty, and the offense will still get an automatic first down if the defense commits the penalty. I don't, I, maybe I'm wrong. Are, are there a lot of tripping penalties I, uh, that we're seeing I that are know. like this? I mean, fine. If you want to change it, I guess, but I don't know. That one doesn't strike me as being that important. Uh, a legal launch from both one or two feet. Under the current rule, it's considered an illegal launch if a player leaves both feet to spring forward and upward into an opponent. Under this proposal, it become illegal to launch off one or both feet, which could make things more difficult for defenders. Yeah, I guess basically they're saying you're not allowed to jump off the one foot like you're essentially in part of like targeting. Are they just saying ever? Well, there's no targeting in the NFL. but No, but, you know, like the personal foul hits that they're trying to get rid well, of. Well, spring forward and upward into an opponent. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's so much gray area, though. That's the thing. Well, this would eliminate the gray area, wouldn't it, to a degree? Because right now you have, was that two feet or one foot? Now it would be like any launching is bad. Can't launch. I don't know. Again... I didn't play football. I assume it's probably very difficult to tackle someone where you're not technically launching your body, but you're not supposed to leave the ground. It feels like we're making it more and more technical, and at some point, you have to acknowledge this game is football, and it's violent, and it's dangerous. Changes to handling the ball forward penalty. This is not a penalty you see called very often, but it could be undergoing two slight changes. Under the proposal, it would be illegal to hand the ball forward to an ineligible receiver beyond the line of scrimmage. Something like this could happen if a quarterback is being sacked and he tries to hand the ball to an offensive lineman before going down. Also, the proposal states that you can't hand the ball forward after a change of possession, which means the defense could theoretically be flagged for this if the proposal passes. Okay. Right, who cares? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> is that all we have? Those uh, all the rule changes? Possible change to illegal kicking penalty. If you illegally kick the ball, the current penalty is for 10 yards. Under the new proposal, you will be put to death mm. on the field. They've also said that if your kicker can't make his effing kicks, you are allowed to kick the bleep out of him. Yes, that's, that's right. called the Urban Meyer rule. Uh, the penalty under this new proposal would only be a, a five-yard penalty, but it would also result in a loss of down. All right. All right Great. Thank you. Good. All right. So, uh, yeah, we have some NFL rules. Most of them are probably inconsequential. And look, all the, these kick other the kickoff one's the main one, and eventually, what's that? The NFL just didn't have the balls to say, hey, kickoffs suck and they're bad for concussions. We're just going to get rid of them. They don't want to do that yet. They're waiting for everyone else to just go, this is annoying. Why don't we just get rid of kickoffs? And they'll go, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, 
You said that, not us. We didn't say they, that, they but if you have, want it, we'll do it. They will have discussions about, you know, suggestions teams bring to the table. None of these are likely to pass. Like the Rams and some other teams want to make pass interference a reviewable call. I doubt that's going to be the case. Same thing with roughing the passer. We may get there five years down the road, but we're not going to get there this offseason. Did you see the one the Cardinals put in? What was that one? It's called, they call it the Arizona Matrix. It's basically if you have a handsome young head coach and a short quarterback and a drunk GM, there's an algorithm that figures out how many Well, they wins. eliminated two of those things. <laughs> no, but they would have, but they wouldn't have had to if they, they're like, we had the perfect combo. We could have had like 12 wins <laughs> if we had just had, we had all of it working together. We need this rule change. How much does the NCAA pay out to the conferences for the tournament? We'll tell you coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of East Broad Street eastbound after No Bixby Road. Traffic is beginning to build over here. Please be cautious in the meantime. And that accident has been cleared from the north side of I-71 southbound before 17th Avenue. All lanes have reopened. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Are you in two-player? Ace Hardware's West Jefferson Distribution Center wants you on their team. Ace has CDO truck driver positions and is hiring right now. Ace Hardware's excellent benefits, generous vacation, 401k match, and end-of-the-year bonuses. Apply at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Attention. Please flip your listening device to the stupid setting. Thank you. You're listening to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Hey, Bone. Yes, man. Did you know that gambling, sports gambling, is now accessible in the state of Ohio? I did know that. We, this show we, mm-hmm. go to Barstool Sportsbook. You can get it on your phone. They have all sorts of great deals for you to sign up. You can also do the physical thing, as I like to do Let's it. Let's get physical. At yeah. Hollywood Casino Columbus and visit the Barstool Sportsbook. Teddy was telling us that the thing that he missed on his vacation going to North Carolina was the sports gambling. They didn't have any, and Teddy couldn't do it. No, there's no Barstool Sportsbook. There's no you know, anything down there. You can't go in person. You just, uh, no sports gambling down there yet. They're, I think they're about a year behind. Where You know, I didn't even think about that. We're going out of town next week for spring break, and I I was thinking about, oh, good, I'll have some time to sit down and watch some games, play some bets. I may not get to do that. Well, I you can go watch check. the games, not play the well, bets. Well, but... What's the point of that, Mike? What you're right, Paul. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so do it with our friends. Barstool Sportsbook mm. must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Uh, saw this from Sportico today. NCAA tournament payouts per conference. Okay. So the SEC had eight teams in the NCAA tournament, but they pay out on how many games those teams play in. So of those eight teams, they played 17 games during the tournament. Mm. So they get the highest payout. They get The conference gets $34 million for the NCAA tournament. Now that is for the entire conference. Obviously, football brings in a lot more money on a per-school basis. But $34 million spread around, they'll still take it. Big 12 is second with $32 million. Big East, $30 million. Big 10, 
$28 million because there were 14 games featuring Big Ten teams. Then it's the ACC, Mountain West, Pac-12. Uh, what is this? What is WCC? What is that? Uh, West Coast Conference? Yes, that's right. $12 million for them. Is that maybe, is that where St. Mary's? Gonzaga. No. Gonzaga, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I think that's where those are, yeah. But then you have, you know, a bunch of conferences that had one team in and only played one game, and their payout's $2 million. Yeah, it's, you know what, I would say, I don't know if they distribute, if you're like the one school from your one conference and it's $2 million, does your whole conference get that and you get like a little bit of it, maybe? I'm guessing in part the reason they do this is, you know, one, there's a lot of money going around, so you might as well give some of that to the teams that are helping you earn it. But I bet some of it is just because some of these teams probably would say, even though it's the NCAA tournament, hey, this is expensive for us to fly out there and stay in all these places. Like this, this probably helps offset that for some of the smaller conferences. I'm, places like Ohio State and Michigan and Texas and Florida, they don't care about that. They're not worried about it. But that l- smaller conferences probably no, do. I was, and I was looking at the it. A10, the Atlantic 10, where they have some schools in there that are known as basketball schools, depending on the year. VCU yeah. won the conference this year. They've done things in the tournament. That's where Dayton is. That's where St. Louis is. George Mason's, Mason's in that conference. Uh, UMass is in that conference. Loyola, Chicago, uh, Richmond. These are all programs that have had success in the tournament. But this season, they had one team get in, lose that game. They get $2 million. For a, a conference that makes nothing in football revenue... Sure. They're counting on a tournament like this to fund a lot of their stuff. And it's got to be a tremendous disappointment when that $2 million check comes in for all those schools. Right. I would think that's got to be really frustrating. So, yeah, you know what I say? Get football teams or get better. One of the two. (laughs) (laughs) Either build some football programs or maybe get better at basketball. Speaking of getting better. Uh, the crew scored six goals. I did not see Saturday. They beat. I did not see this coming. Atlanta six to one. How about that? Because you were you were saying everybody's out. Well, I there's thought, not a lot of star power in this game. Yeah, I thought it'd be lucky to get a tie, or just in general, you would have like I don't know. At the very least, I thought maybe both teams just kind of pack it in, play a little bit of a well, one team packed it in. Well, yeah, the other here, team piled it on. What I guess I didn't take into account and should have is you know Atlanta United had quite a few of their guys out. They had some real big stars that were not playing. They have a young 19-year-old, 20-year-old player who was uh, with Argentina who then won the World Cup with them. He was back with Argentina. They've scored 11 goals, Atlanta has, so far this year. Well, 12 now. Of the 11 they scored when this guy was playing, he accounted for eight of them. Four goals, four assists. Pretty good. So they lost a good amount of production just in one guy, and they had a few other defenders that were out. So all that being said, I thought with Atlanta, all right, they're going to have to struggle, but the crew are going to be missing some of their best players. So... Either way, it's going to be tough. I did not account for the fact that the crew's bench players are the guys who won the MLS Next Pro inaugural championship last year on crew two because they had a big run and they were great. They were the best of the second teams in MLS. Yeah. So a lot of those guys got to show what they could do against some other backups for sure for Atlanta. But it's it's one thing to win that two to one or three to one or something like that. They put six goals up on the board. It doesn't matter who you're playing. That is highly impressive stuff. And you can see some of the young players really get the system already that Wilfried Nancy wants to play with. So that's good. Will, Big Willie style. Big Sorry. Willie style. Thank they you. were playing Big Willie style. They were they were going. And you had four guys who scored their first goals for the crew in that game. Like 
first, it was nice. I'm sorry, first MLS goals scored in that game. So yeah, very good to see. We have ten minutes left in this, but we may as well just call it now, my friend. We're in the final four of the ice cream madness, and we asked you to vote at Man and Bone nine seven one on Twitter. Is the four seed Moose Tracks up against the four seed Black Raspberry Chip? And Moose Tracks is going to win this thing. 59.2% for Moose Tracks, 40.8% with 10 minutes left to go in the right. vote, voting. Very nice. Good to see for Moose Tracks. Moose I'm, a, tracks, I'm a big they, fan. People came out strong for Moose Tracks. Well, here's what I found out, Mike, is that uh, the fruit flavors of ice cream, while I appreciate them, you certainly appreciate them, they do not do as strongly as the chocolate and a thing flavor. That's right. You know what I mean? But I mean, there is chocolate in the black raspberry chip. I know. I know. But it's, I guess it's with a vanilla base going back to your vanilla love because you love vanilla ice cream. That seems to be the combo is does because look at the three that are left now. Moose tracks, vanilla with chocolate and stuff in it. And then we have cookies, cookies and cream and chocolate, chocolate chip cookie, cookie dough. dough. Yeah. All of those involve chocolate and in the case of cookies and cream, the cream from the Oreo that's inside of those or whatever off-brand we're supposed to believe those are, Hydrox or whatever. Either way, yeah, it's it's kind of got a formula here and people seem to like it. The other matchup, I think we'll do it tomorrow, is cookies and cream and chocolate chip cookie dough. Mm. Uh, coming up later on in the program, we have, actually coming up next, we have Yikes. <laughs> Then it's the season premiere of Jason's Beef at 5.34. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Keep an eye out for slowdowns on East Broad Street eastbound after No Bixby Road. Still working to get an accident cleared from the right lane. And you'll find an accident on the right side of US 33 eastbound after Petzinger Road. Please be careful in that area. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. During Staples Teacher Palooza, teachers save big or you save. Like 20% off on all Crayola products. Plus 24 pack cases of True Clear bottled water are only $3.99. In store only, offer ends in 411 while supplies last. Limit one on water. Help your favorite teachers stock their classroom at Staples. Only an array with fan traffic. Hey. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Yikes. It's coming up in mere moments. Then it's Jason's beef. At 534, our guy Jason Stark is back because baseball is back on Thursday. Speaking of that, Teddy... Joey Votto says he's not ready for opening day. He will start on the injured list. I did see mm. that. That's sad. That's too bad. Like, I mean, you sort yeah. of knew it was coming, yeah. right? Yeah. I had read some comments that he made, but I believe it's uh, for the first time in like 14 seasons, you know, that he won't be there on yeah. opening day. I was looking at the schedule for opening day. Uh, Reds open with the Pirates. That's at 410 local time. And that, w. Okay. Right there. Easy win. <laughs> Who's going, Hunter Green? Yeah, opening day starter, right. my guy. 
Teddy, striking it, out at least ten. It, yeah. Would it pain you to know that I've given serious thought to just fading a team like the Reds or the Pirates every game of the year, and just because I figure there's a chance that I'm winning a hundred of those bets. Yes. Okay. Like a hundred out of 162. That's that's a pretty good return rate. I think I might just think of that. Teddy, do you know who the opening day starter is for the Pittsburgh Pirates? Who is going up against Hunter Green? <laughs> I mean, this is the ace of the staff, Teddy. Mm, like it's, it's probably Zach Greinke, right? He's not on the Pirates. I, I know. I, I'm just <laughs> He's on throwing, the Royals again. Yeah, I'm just throwing out a name. That's good. Let's throw out anybody who's it is ever been good. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Keller, Mitch Keller. Don't know him. Last season, he was five and twelve with a three ninety one. Three ninety one is not bad. That's pretty good. That's yeah. good. five yeah, and twelves. He's also got a whip of 1.4, which means he won't go more than four and two-thirds in this game. <laughs> Helen's grandson, Mitch Keller? Is That's that right. Is? There you go. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Good for him. Why don't we talk more about Helen Keller, I, too? Dude, anytime you want, let's go. We can make this the Helen Keller hour every Monday from you know 3 to 4 or 4 to 5 or whatever right. time you Are want you to ready do. ready for yikes? Let's, let's go. Uh, Mike Trout is good. Mike Trout is rich. And when you're super rich, you can do things like open your own golf resort. He's doing that in New Jersey, where he's from, outside of Philadelphia. It'll be called Trout National. I don't like that. And when you're good and rich, you have other good and rich people do things with you. Tiger Woods is the one designing the course. Of course he is. Trout National will feature 18 holes of championship golf, state-of-the-art practice facilities, a trendy clubhouse, wedding chapel, weird, and five-star accommodations. And like a true rich person, he's probably putting very little of his own money on the line. That's right. Yikes. NFL media correspondent Jim Trotter, who has covered the NFL for years, uh, recently made the news back around the Super Bowl when he asked Roger Goodell at the Super Bowl why the NFL didn't have better representation at NFL media of black journalists in leadership positions. Uh, Goodell hemmed and hawed for 30 seconds and said, yeah, I'll have to get back to you on that. We're going to look into that. But we value all these things. It's a league value. Uh, This is the same question he'd asked a year prior to where Goodell had said basically the same thing. And Trotter brought it up again to say, it's been a year. No one's talked to me. I'm a black person who works at Info Media. I have thoughts. If you'd like to hear them, no one contacted me. Why is that? Well, how has the NFL responded since then? May not be connected at all, but today it was announced. Uh, Jim Trotter posted on his Twitter that his contract with NFL media was not renewed. Maybe that's nothing, just a coincidence. Certainly doesn't seem like the progress, though, that Roger Goodell often talks about. Not a great look for the NFL. Yikes. Here's some NCAA tournament yikes for you. This is the first year where no number one seeds made the Elite Eight. Yikes. This is the fourth Final Four to have no number one seeds. Yikes. This is the first Final Four without a top three seed. Yikes. And this is the first year in history that every power conference team lost at least six games. Yikes. Tiny glass beads strewn across the moon's surface contain potentially billions of tons of water that could be extracted and used by astronauts on future lunar missions, so say researchers. The discovery is thought to be one of the most important breakthroughs yet for space agencies that have their sights set on building bases on the moon, as it means there could be a highly accessible source of not only water, but also hydrogen and oxygen. Now, how they get the water out of these glass beads, I have no idea, but presumably they do, at least in theory, so that deserves a yikes. If only there were a convenient way to store those and bring them back to Earth. 
I'll let you ponder where you could possibly stow those upon yourself or other people. Uh, speaking of people, they don't like that the basketballs from the NCAA tournament suck, apparently, and some are blaming them for a lack of effectiveness from three-point land. Through the first 64 games of the 2023 men's NCAA tournament, teams have shot 31.9% on their three-point attempts. Yikes. Now, that's similar to last year when they shot 31.8%, but down appreciably from the 33.7% success rate teams posted in 2021. Some are blaming the new Wilson basketballs that look like neon orange orbs. Uh, Maybe that, maybe just be the teams aren't used to shooting in the bigger arenas, but either way, I always forget that teams vary on the basketball arena to arena, team to team, and now the NCAA adds their own mix to that. It's all a big yikes. The games have been very entertaining to me. Yes. I don't care which basketballs you That's using. I, I agree with if you If we on get that. more of this every single year, go ahead and throw rocks up there. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. On the night of the NCAA tournament selection show, CBS had a graphic showing who can win the tournament. They listed only 10 teams. They were Alabama, Houston, Kansas, Purdue, UCLA, Texas, Arizona, Marquette, Gonzaga, and Xavier. Well, that list deserves a big old yikes because none of them even made the final four and only two made the Elite Eight. Yikes. Who made that list? Desmond Howard? Yeah, I think so, yes. <laughs> Sadly, he had Michigan right. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, good news. Kanye West took to Instagram on Saturday to tell us that he likes Jewish people again. Oh, yikes. God. Now, did he develop, uh, have deep conversations with an influential rabbi or perhaps his medication was adjusted? Not quite. Turns out he watched the movie 21 Jump Street. He said that Jonah Hill was so good in it, it restored his faith in the Jewish people. Yikes. But the story does not end happily. After watching 21 Jump Street, he watched Borat and decided he hates Jews again. Yikes. Where to even begin with... Poor Kanye West, who is... Let's not. Just let yeah, him live over there. Yeah, yeah never, never acknowledge him, him again. from afar. Yes, that's right. Um, so my final yikes actually involves a book that I read over the weekend. I ordered this book because I saw it was available. My buddy Clint White, who is a local lawyer here in town, he is also a uh, burgeoning writer. What are you pimping for this guy? Well, here's the thing. He told me, he's like, hey, I wrote a book. You know, I'll, I'll get you a copy of it. I said, you don't have to do that. I'm going to buy it. What's the book? And he's like, well, I wrote 20 short horror stories. Oh, <laughs> so all right. I said, okay, I got to give it a read. It's called Decalogue Dreadfuls. If you want to go look it up, I got it in the mail Friday. I read it all in one night, Friday night, and I really enjoyed it. Despite the fact that it gave me some nightmares, it is a literal yikes because it's a really good read, but check that out if you get a chance. All right, Miami Hurricanes guard Jordan Miller, he had quite the perfect game yesterday against Texas. He finished the game 7-for-7 from the field and added 13-for-13 from the free throw line. Over the last 25 seasons, there have been 134,377 instances of a Division I player taking at least 20 total shots in a game. Miller, he is the only one of those to make every single shot. Yikes. Thank you, Ted. Mm-hmm. Glad you're back. Uh, opening day is Thursday, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the cheapest tickets on the secondary market. Now, presumably, all these games should be sold out. I don't know if they actually are. But what do you think is the cheapest place to go for opening day? Uh, I don't even know who's playing at home, but I would say like... Well, pe- pl- people that have trouble drawing fans. Right, well, like places like Oakland, I don't know if they're home, but... Oakland is home. They are hosting the Angels and Shohei Otani 
Okay. You can get in the door for $20 I would, if on the I, secondary market. If I were near Oakland, I would pay $20 to go watch Well, Here's Shohei where Otani. you're going to go, my friend. Okay. Your team, the Mets. Yeah. In Miami to open oh, up. Yeah. Tickets as low as 13 bucks. That's great. I got to go. I just need to fly down there, which will cost a few hundred dollars. $13. Now, I don't blame Miami fans for not wanting to go to that because their team has been poo. But good. You know what? I'm surprised there's not more Met fans, though. In South Florida, buying up those tickets, jacking up the price. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they should be. If there was the Yankees playing, I bet it would be sold out, though, because that's just how Yankees fans are. Most expensive ticket is $95 on the secondary market. It is the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. That's the lowest. $95. dollars the lowest price to get in, to the, get door. in the door. Right. Yeah. The highest price to get in the door. Lowest price they have that day. Yes. That's something. Uh, what's next? Oh, Ryan Day gets a two-for-one deal. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Keep an eye out for an accident on the north side of I-71 northbound near Weber Road. This crash involves injuries. Please be careful over here as cars begin to slow. You'll also find an accident still blocking the right lane of East Broad Street eastbound after No Bixby Road. Caution advised there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Over the last 50 years, Invisible Fence brand has protected over 3 million pets. Their certified training leads to a 99% success rate, and they even offer a one-year money-back guarantee. Not only is your pet secure, so is your investment. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The season premiere of Jason's Beef with our guy Jason Stark is coming up at 534. Baseball starts this week, kids. Thursday is the opener for all the teams. I like how they're doing that this year. Everybody opens on the same day. We have a big basketball game tonight. Buckeye women battling Virginia Tech in the Elite Eight out in Seattle. We will have it for you here on the fan at 9 o'clock. Matt Andrews on the call. I'm excited about this. I'm clearly someone who's been watching this team for a while. I have enjoyed watching them play this year, but... Now they got a chance to go to a Final Four and do something. They haven't been to a Final Four, if I'm not mistaken, since 1993. Let them live. Is that right? That was Katie Smith well, I was there back say, then. I know who was on that team. Oh, yeah. There were some really good teams they had back then. Nancy Darsh. Where is coach, the Final Four this year? Dallas. The They're Dallas. in Dallas. Right. So, yeah. So I guess I'll be going there if uh, they get this done. You're going? No. I wish. No. We're, go- <laughs> we're going on spring break, but we're not going to Dallas, but... Maybe we'll change our plans. Who knows? Maybe we'll go somewhere else. Where are you going on spring break? We're going out to uh, Tennessee and go up in the mountains. Oh, that's right. Why didn't you invite me? the Smokies. You want to go to the Smokies? Yeah, I want to go. I want to go. Why do you? Okay, you're invited. Come along. You know, I have plans, but thank you very much. I'm sorry I didn't invite you sooner. I'm doing the show. Yeah, that's, I figured. With Jen Winters. That's great. I'm excited for Jen. Jen all week. Yeah. Uh, would you like a tchotchke from the Smokies? I would love a tchotchke. What would you? What What is it that you would? They're I would love their, a I got boned at Dollywood T-shirt. <laughs> we are going. We're going to Dollywood. 
Like I, there's no way we're going to the Smoky Mountains and not going to see the woman who sang Jolene. Like we are, that's a hundred percent playing. Are you going on to Chattanooga? I think no. I don't think we're going to Chattanooga. Oh, I was going to say I've been to Chattanooga. Did you like it? Nice place. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't live there, but nice place. Yeah, we're gonna. We're you know it's in uh, Gatlinburg, not far from there. The Appalachian Trail. Little 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 snippet of that is what are you there. Gonna do? You you can't hike it with the kids. No, I'm gonna go walk on it and just. For like a mile and be like, I walked on this famous trail that I've always wanted. And that'll be the first mile of all 2,600 and whatever it is of the see. trail. No, probably not. Our, our guy, Mattress Mac, Your is guy. a furniture mogul down mm-hmm. in Houston, Texas, has put down $1.9 million on the Astros to win the World Series. Uh, if they do it, he clears more than $11 million. Uh, he did this last year with the Astros as well. Let's let's just go on an assumption that any time a team from Houston or like a college team from Texas it has a chance to do something, Mattress Mac has bet millions of dollars on it and then offered you a chance to buy furniture against that. Well, bet. he bet the Houston Cougars for the tournament and that didn't work out for him, but I'm sure. quite sure that people ran to the shop and bought extra furniture. Because this is what he does, right? Is he'll say he's he places this bet and says, if they win, your furniture's free. If you bought furniture on this day, on the day, yeah, there's only a certain day that they do it. You bought, you could, it could be ten mattresses, yeah, or you furnish your entire Bedroom house set, for thousands yeah. of dollars. If it turns out that the Houston Cougars win the NCAA tournament or the Astros win the World Series, all your stuff is free. Oh sure, that's a. I mean, I understand why people go for that, and I understand why he does that. And I'm gonna, I mean, again, call me cynical. I'm gonna guess on the days where they do that, the weeks leading up to that, they start slowly raising the prices of some of the more popular Whatever, items man. this guy to cover that did not just get a hundred million dollars in houston texas selling mattresses without having a plan no i agree with you this he's, guy's an evil genius he's a smart businessman he's got or he's got smart people working for him one of the two either one yeah he's the one making the cash so Absolutely. good luck to mattress mac ryan day got himself a couple commitments is this for the 2024 class uh, yeah, these are the fifth and sixth commitments to next year's class coming uh, in. They're very similar. Yes. They have the same height. They have the same weight. They shared an embryo. Yeah. They are twins. Yeah. Four-star offensive tackles, Devontae Armstrong and Deontay Armstrong, both have committed to Ohio State. Uh, this was after a visit this past week, and they had visited before. They were offered in January. And basically said they grew up in Northeast Ohio. Uh, I believe they are from Maslin, Washington is where they go. All right. So my guys, either way, they're both six, six and over 285 pounds, six, six, two, 85. And there's, they're imagine? entering their senior year of high school. Look, I have a six year old girl at home. You have three girls mm-hmm. at home, which I'm sure, you know, your food bills more than mine, but you have three little girls right at home. Can you imagine what it's like? The amount of money it takes to feed one six six two hundred and eighty five adolescent, let alone, let, let alone two of them right. playing sports. Yeah. Well, the other. I mean, I cannot imagine how cool it is for both these guys. Number one, to get to go play football next to each other at a place where they've wanted to go. They both said they loved Ohio State since they were growing up, and they've always wanted to come here. Got to be a dream come true. Right. Got to be great for them. I can't imagine though what it's like when you know now your next. Hopefully next four years or maybe three years, if you're that good, you're going to be playing alongside your brother, but you're going to be playing on the, they're both offensive linemen. Yeah. So, I mean, 
you're going to have 40% of your offensive line potentially one of these years be covered by like one family. Like two brothers are going to be playing 40% of your yeah, offensive I line. I know what type of pressure that puts on. Because initially that's got to be a good thing, right? If your mom and dad, I don't know what their family situation is, but if your mom and dad, you're nervous about your kid going off and playing big time college athletics, going to a different place, but knowing that you had a brother, that yeah. the two of them are going to be together, yeah. has to make you feel a little bit better. But in this current day and age of college football, what if one of them develops into something? Does the other one then feel pressure to stick or do they hit the portal? Sure. And leave the other one. It's I mean, it's a very interesting proposition. You're right. And I I would hope not. I would you know, I hope that both of them are successful. They play a lot, they stay here. But you're right, you never know what's gonna happen there. I also saw that apparently Justin Fry had the, you know, offensive line coach here, uh, he had said that while they're both very good prospects, and I guess they they have even said this. Devontae and Deontay have both said they're not expected to play the same position on the line. Deontay is probably going to project more as a tackle, while Devontae is expected to play a little more interior offensive line. But both of them said they were told by the coaches, we want you to be versatile and be able to play both. But the, the idea being, I'm sure they tell every recruit on the offensive line, unless you're just a no-doubt left tackle headed for the NFL, yeah. they probably tell everybody else, We'd like you to be able to play all these positions if you can, because we never know, and that might be your best shot to get on the field. But yeah, it'll be weird too if one of them starts and the other one is like, well, not yet. You know, the, that dynamic will be a little bit challenging, but very cool story to see that I'm quite sure around college football will get some attention as these two go through their career. One of your favorite guys, Kyrie, is making news. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Wow. Okay, an earlier accident has cleared from East Broad Street eastbound after No Bixby Road. All lanes have reopened in that area, but plan on some residual delays. You'll also find an accident involving injuries on the north side of I-71 northbound near Weber Road. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. New projects, new opportunities. Tomorrow's infrastructure is in the skilled hands of the Ohio Laborers. From roads and bridges to buildings and solar farms, the Ohio Laborers do it all. Build Ohio right, build it union. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and Tebow. You know, if you go to Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever, we are there. Just search Common Man and T-Bone. Click subscribe. Every single show on the podcast feed comes to your device free of charge. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Mm-hmm. Go check it out now. Teddy was on vacation last week, but he was still listening to us mm-hmm. on the podcast. Is that crazy or is that dedication? I don't know. I think it's a little of both, but I appreciate that Ted, <laughs> Ted enjoys his work, and that's good. What was the best thing you did on your vacation, Teddy? The best thing that I did, there were, uh, let's see, actually the best thing I did was probably go putt-putt with my wife. 
and I won. So that was the. Uh, <laughs> you had to go to another I, state for that. And I made I made two <laughs> hole in ones. I was so I was doing oh, pretty good. Right. But all she right. she played really well, you know, also, and was just right behind me. So do you ever hit up? Is that Magic Mountain still there on the east side of the uh, uh, Rice Road? Long gone. That's all long gone, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, that's too bad. Are there any putt putt places around anymore? I'm sure there must be somewhere, but I don't. People go putt putt. I know. I just, but I remember growing up, it was like Magic Mountain was. Isn't the there spot. a Magic Mountain right up by Polaris up there? That's all gone. Up, too. That's gone too. I think. Right? Isn't that? Gone? I don't know. I, I think don't, that's all. I, I go up there. I'm I not thought sure. that was gone. I could be wrong. Sorry. If by the way, if you're there and you're like, I'm here right now, working, listening to you, then I'm, I'm my apologies. But I think that's all gone. You know that uh, I always get a kick out of the regional sayings and words you can live 200 miles away from someone but you have a different word for something yeah right when i first moved here someone said something to me about putt putt uh-huh. and i had no idea what the hell they were talking about because <laughs> you called it mini golf? mini golf we never called it putt putt they're like hey man you want to go play putt putt i'm like is that sexual <laughs> what, what, what we, oh man i want to go putt putt with you this week <laughs> I, I didn't know what that meant go find a lonely parking lot and go putt putt it's like i don't know what this means i want to get better at mini golf that's all i'm looking for sir now were they interchangeable for you would you say mini golf or was it always putt putt i think we always said putt putt yes yeah. always said putt putt that's very interesting what do you call the uh i mean again we called them like go-karts did you have a word for that no go-karts yeah go-karts right I was now that was that was for me the reason to go putt putting was really that like I would because we always ended up going with the group and it would always be like well we're gonna go play putt putt but the whole time I'm just watching those little go karts go around the track and I'd be like yeah. someday like as a ten year old I was like I'm gonna get on that course and I'm gonna show everybody what's up I'm gonna be Jeff Gordon out there because I love I loved cars as a little kid and so I always wanted to drive but of course you're not allowed to thankfully. But that was my that was my chance. What's like, the age that they let you do that? I think it was a height thing. I think it had to be over oh. like four foot something. But whatever age it was. Oh, my mom's out. <laughs> right. But whatever age it was, I would get to do it. And it, everybody else was like, yeah, we're playing putt-putt. And I was like, that's great. When are we getting to the real action? This, Let's get on this go-kart track. And one time I remember we were with our church group. We went to a putt-putt place. And the golf was happening. And we get to like hold... I don't know, 16 out of 18, right? You're almost done. And then it starts raining a little bit. Not enough for you to stop playing putt-putt, but enough that you're not going to get on the go-kart track because once a little rain falls, those tires, you just slide all over the place and they shut it down. And so enough rain, we're all done. It's like, yay, what do we want to do next? And I go over to the go-kart place and they're like, sorry, you're going to have to wait for the track to dry off. And I knew we were only going to be there for about an hour or two more and I knew we wouldn't get to do it. And I was, I remember to this day, I was so disheartened. Because that's the only reason for me to go to the putt putt place was really to go go karting. I was thinking back to because you're you know I'm of that age now in my 40s where you think back and it's a completely different world. We didn't have cell phones. Sure. Did you go to high school with cell phones? Yeah, like when I started driving, I had a flip out, pull the antenna up brick of a phone. Okay. But that was the family's cell phone that they lent to me yeah, when I, I had to I go didn't somewhere. Get a, I didn't get a cell phone until I we was, was 21 we just, years old. It was just starting when I was like a sophomore in high school. But, you know, you think now, it's like, well, how did you get in contact with people? My nephew asked me this. Like, what did you do when you were at your friend's house? And I said, well, you used their phone. Yeah, you picked the phone their up landline, off the wall. You called them called up. your phone. But I remember if I had, I had to let my mom know if I was going to walk home or if I was going to take the bus home from school. Oh, yeah, right. I had to let her know. And this is probably like sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. And I never carried any change because that's all you could use was the pay phone. Right. 
right? Yeah. So there was a gas station on the corner. I would make a collect call, and when they ask you for your name, all I would say is, I'm walking home. <laughs> And so she would hear, you have a collect call from, I'm walking home. Do you accept the charges? <laughs> no. And then she'd hang up. She wouldn't have to pay for the call. People who aren't, who aren't of this age may not remember. There was a commercial for, I forget. It was 1-800-COLLECT, and well, it was, was 1-800-CALL-ATT. Yes, they had those commercials. But there was a commercial for something else that was talking about like saving money. Maybe it was Geico or something like saving money on your car insurance, whatever it was. But they had a commercial where... Husband and wife are sitting in their easy chairs, older couple, you know, in their 50s or 60s. And the thing says, you have a collect call from we out of baby eats a boy. And he goes, what? Or he goes, oh, sorry, wrong number. And hangs it up. And the wife goes, who was that? He goes, oh, it was Jeff. He said they had a baby. It's a boy. (laughs) I like how you're laughing at that commercial, Dan. One of my favorite commercials of all time. (laughs) It was great. But I'm just saying, like, that was, they did that because that was a way to beat the system. And so 1-800-COLLECT probably went out of business because everyone used it just to send basically a voice text because you would call it and say, hey, I'll be there at 10. And then that would be the text. And they'd be like, oh, that's him. I know who said that. But yeah, totally different world. We also had like nine numbers, 10 numbers, 12 numbers, some amount of numbers that we had to remember at all times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like now I know my wife's number by heart. I don't think I barely could maybe tell you my mom's cell phone. I'm not the person that still has a home phone. I have a landline. I do not know my number. That's what I'm saying. I have saying. no idea what the number is. Like, you had to know your house's number, your best friend's house's number, your grandparents' phone numbers, and then like a couple other ones, maybe like where you worked if you were in high school I or still something. Remember you had a my, job. my phone number when I was a kid. 630-377-7422. Why? Why? Call it. I don't know. <laughs> God, it's yeah, someone else's it. number. Some poor bastard's going to be getting 100 calls today. <laughs> Got a man's phone! <laughs> then hangs in, up. In Chicago. Some guy in Chicago is going to get a bunch of calls out of nowhere. It's going to drive him over the edge. Don't call that number, please. Please don't do that. Call, why not call him up? No, Say don't hello. Don't call it. Don't call it. Don't do it. I know what I've just done is <laughs> yeah. I said, don't do a thing, and everybody's going to do the thing. Do the thing. But you did. You had to remember all these numbers, and you dr- you drive around or wherever you were going you're right when you would get somewhere that's how you would let someone know or maybe you would have to like you'd have the uh pager thing right where you could send a page to someone and then they'd see your number oh, pop we didn't up. have pages that was only for the bad kids or you had well, a pager you were a drug dealer well, i think i've told this story my dad had a pager that had a sports service on it so he had a pager for work but you could subscribe Dude, to additional I had things one of those. oh did you have that i had one but it was the most ridiculous thing it was just for baseball scores yeah, right. That's could, all it did was baseball scores. His got like general sports, like big stories. And I remember that's how we found out that Dale Earnhardt Sr. had wrecked. And Pat, well, we knew he wrecked. Was it the that's, ESPN pager? No, 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 no. Because they had, had one. He had a work pager, but you could add services oh, to okay, it. But, right. Yeah, but he basically, we were sitting at my grandma's house. He looks at his phone. It's 2001 or his pager rather. Looks at the pager and goes, this says Dale Earnhardt died. And we were like, no. That's we had watched the Daytona 500 and then went to my grandma's house. You saw the wreck. We saw the wreck and didn't think anything of it. Went to grandma's house out in Pataskala, where she lived. We were in Reynoldsburg. Took us a half hour, whatever, to get out there. And then we sit down. We're watching TV or we're talking, and all of a sudden, says he died. And that's how we found out was on the pager. That's how old I am, and I feel gross. Kyrie, he's your guy. Nope. Uh, He's playing for the Mavs now. Is that right? Yeah. He was playing in Charlotte. Yesterday, playing who? The Chalet Hone. Thank you. 
and had a fan ejected. He pointed to the crowd. The fan got thrown out. Uh, the, the guy was booing him as he was getting ejected. Well, right. The I don't know th- what was said. The way this story was written initially was like, Kyrie has a fan ejected for booing, which if that's true, sorry, that's not, that's stupid. You're dumb. He Kyrie's dumb regardless. But my point being, if you're throwing someone out because they said, boo, you suck, that's not okay. It is not clear what this guy said. Yeah, he I may don't have know, said some horrible said. stuff. He may have said some, who knows what he said, right? Some terrible things, but... Yeah, Kyrie does not want to hear anybody's criticism of himself. We do know that. He was asked after the game how it felt when he he heard fans boo him. He said, so what? Just the way I feel about it. I've been in New York City, so I know what it's like. You obviously want to play well, but there's only five people on the court who can play for the Dallas Mavericks. If the fans want to change places, then hey, be my guest. You've got years of work ahead of you to be great enough to be on this level. Yeah, that's, again, that's not the argument. Now, I'm not surprised that Kyrie doesn't care, supposedly, when people boo him. You did get someone thrown out for whatever they said. Right, I don't know what he said. Who knows? Yeah. Could have been the most offensive thing ever. Right, but I don't know, man. Kyrie Irving has long since passed this bar where he's become the guy who is, I don't care what you say about me, now watch me care about everything everybody says about me. Well, Kevin Durant's the same way. Yeah. Is it any wonder the two of them did not work out well as teammates? Shocking, I know. But Kyrie, I'm, I am I hate to say this, man, because when Kyrie plays at his best, he is so much fun to watch as a basketball player only. But the off-the-court stuff, I can in no way, shape, or form support him. He is just such a tremendous tool. I am at a point now, I had kind of enjoyed watching the Mavs and some of Luka Doncic stuff. I am now actively rooting for the Mavs to kibosh their season with Kyrie doing That's stupid Kyrie things because even when Kyrie was doing stupid Kyrie things you gave him a certain amount of grace well I would because when, he won a championship for your team and you I admired would, his game I would when Kyrie was like I'm not sure if the earth is round or not which I just think is dumb when you're out there like posting anti-semitic you know movies and you know saying I think you should watch this then I'm we've crossed oh, the line you're, Kyrie, you're over the line listen now. to me Kyrie 21 jump street Watch it. Jonah Hill is so good in it. According to Kanye, it restored his faith in Jewish people. Just that one performance. Right. Again, breathtaking. I hope no one said anything horrible to Kyrie, but Kyrie, if they did say something that even, and again, I hope not, but if someone said something that was racist or something like that, would be good to know that that's the thing people are mad at you about when it comes to some of the stuff you're doing off the court. But I digress. Damar Hamlin, we have an update on him coming up next. Fake Damar Hamlin. Oh, <laughs> is Kyrie doing the this real story? One, the real well? one's okay. dead. Yeah, okay. this is fake imposter Damar. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on Kenny Road northbound near West Lane Avenue. It has been moved to the side of the roadway, but plan on some backups in that area. You'll also find the north side of I-71 northbound near Weber Road, an accident involving injuries. Please be careful. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesson. Ohio Laborers would like to congratulate member of the week, Austin Francis. Laborers Local 480 Sandusky. Austin is a nine-year member working at ES Wagner. Build Ohio right. Build it union. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Their BMI is higher than their IQ. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday, Jason's Beef, the season premiere with our guy Jason Stark coming up at 534. I want to get your take on something. All right. You grew up in a very different household than mine. Yep, that's right. I grew up, I went to Catholic school when I was a kid. You went to Christian school. Yeah, we did go. I mean, we both went to private schools. Must be nice. I'm just saying that uh, (laughs) the the same book is at the center of both of those. That's correct. Yes, Um, Lord of the Rings. But yes, but I was reading a story about this school in Tennessee. Was it no Tallahassee, not Tennessee, Tallahassee, Florida, where a administrator got fired because in one of the texts or something like that a picture of the david statue oh yeah was shown i heard about this and it's you know you know what the david is it is a marble statue this is in italy michelangelo's arguably one of the greatest pieces of art ever created by human well by humans it as opposed to all the animals that are creating art the humans that have created art this is one of the top ones ever existing in the world and yes, they showed a picture of it in Sixth some grade. kind of history class to say, here we go. These are some pieces of art you should be aware of as sure. a sixth grader. Yes. They were studying the Renaissance. And that is... There you go. Right there. That's one of the it key is, pieces of the Renaissance. Yeah. It's in Florence right now. You can go to Italy. You can see it. And there is, you know, pee-pee there. It's a naked man. If you... Let's say you and mom and dad and brother, you were sixth grade. You're touring Italy. Oh, we... We wouldn't. We would have been shuttled out of there. In oh, a so there'd be like no, like oh, look at this. We would have been there, and instantly it would have been like, oh, what are we, Rod? That would be my mom would be saying Rod, and my yes, dad would be like, oh, ah, ah, boys, but no, no, thy Rod and thy staff, they comfort. No, it would be let's get out of here. Why did we do this? So she would usher you out. I don't. I think. I think my parents would have been aware enough of it to say, "I believe that statue features a naked person." We won't take the boys there. Like we never went to art museums for that reason because there was nudity. Now, nudity in the name of art, not pornography, but nudity nonetheless, was something my family was not ever about, even in an artistic license I or see. the human body. So just, you would have. You would have yeah. gone and skipped it. We would have, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> we, would have skipped, we would have skipped one of the great wonders of the world. You're exactly right. All right. I was just curious. I didn't know where you were going with that. By the way, Michelangelo, thanks a lot for setting the bar relatively attainable. Appreciate that. You know. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's, that's a modest You know, I like, I like that. Creation Look. there. Right. Yeah. I just want to say thanks on behalf of all the dudes. Thanks for setting the bar exactly where it needs to be. Uh, Damar Hamlin... You know, he's alive. Well, yes, I know that. According to some people. No, no, we know that as humans, but apparently some people who can't read or 
don't want to believe what's in front of their eyeballs. They think he's not alive. Well, but that's uh, his head coach, Sean McDermott, says that they're going to do whatever they can to help him play football if that's what he wants to do. He said the best thing we can do is support him all the way through this. And that is a big piece of it in its body, mind, and spirit. It's just not physically like, hey, in the weight room. It's the mental piece as well. Uh, he says, I'm ready to support him in any direction he decides to go, even if it's last minute. So I don't look. think I don't think it's necessarily breaking news that he might be physically able to play, which that in and of itself is mir- miraculous. But I could understand how someone who went through what he went through who might say, I'm physically ready and back, and now I have to go get on the field where the most traumatic thing that's ever happened in my life happened. Do I want to do that again? And maybe he says, I'm not sure. I don't know. And maybe decides to not go even though he's physically healthy and well enough to do so. I wonder if he will be able to go. Did we ever get... They don't have to share anything with us. But did we ever hear why exactly his heart stopped? Mm, I don't know. Did they attribute it to I think they, some I mean, sort of genetic issue? Was it the hit? What, they said it was cardiac arrest, but that's you're right. All, I know, based all I, on all what? I, all I recall is that, well, I mean, I don't know that they will ever... I don't know that that can be known. No, right? it can if there's some sort of, well, there's an irregular heartbeat here. Or, oh, this well, heart is larger than it should be. I mean... There are ways they can see those well, things. I know that, but what I'm saying, and again, maybe they do and he's just not sharing it or there's not a reason to share it, but what I would guess is, and again, not a doctor, the reason that they've said he's medically cleared enough that he could play if he physically is up for it means they've checked that and said you don't have any heart yeah, condition. I, I guess it right? must be. You would have, like, it wouldn't be you have a heart condition. Like, for example, if you're 57 years old and you have a massive heart attack and they come in and go, Oh yeah, we had to put three stints in and you've got all these different blockages and things. And now we've got to get you on these medications. They might have a prescripted, you know, exercise regimen where they're saying you're not allowed to do certain activities because your heart's not healthy enough to take that. Clearly it doesn't sound like they're saying that with him. They're saying his heart just stopped for some reason, maybe due to trauma, maybe due to having a, a vicious hit. I don't know, but either way, I wouldn't think they would clear him unless they were saying, yeah, there's no long-term issue that resulted from this. But I don't know how you mentally get there. I would not be able to if I were him. Some big changes potentially at ESPN this week. Disney announced a couple months back they were going to be laying people off. And that includes the ESPN group. No one's exempt is basically what they said. Now, no one knows who's going to be laid off, but according to... Is it Bob Iger who's back there running ES- is he running back? Disney? Yeah. I think he is. I think we've you've asked me this like seven times, and every time I go, I don't know, and then you say, yeah, it is. Yes, so, it is Bob so Iger. Let's say it is. He, he retired, and now he's back. Uh, apparently, a memo went out today saying layoffs will start this week. So potentially, maybe somebody that you watch on ESPN television could be laid off. Yeah, I, I, it's always so bizarre in our business, and I think that's a weird thing about being in media in general is, at the end of the day, it is hard for people who consume media to remember that it is a job but just like if you worked in an office where no one you know hears your thoughts or sees your face on tv five times a week whatever like there are realistic job things that happen like you have meetings you have performance reviews you have all those things that you have at regular jobs you have in the media as well now some some people are more exempt than others right I like Stephen A. Smith goes on TV a lot and says a lot of things that I, I find it hard to believe that he'd be one of the guys laid off. I know that. But what I'm but what I'm getting to is 
there's always, I, I bet you that he's probably doing the same thing you would do if you were in a regular job and you heard cuts are coming this week. He's calling whoever he knows highest up the food I'm chain quite sure. and is saying, what are you hearing about me? Or what are you hearing about my group or anybody on our show? Or is there something I need to be aware of? And he's got more pull than probably the average worker does. But he's still asking those same questions because at the end of the day, he probably doesn't have 100% of surety until all the cuts are done. Now, they want to get to 7,000 job cuts. They won't all be this week. They're going to start the cuts this week. But by summertime, they want to get to 7,000 jobs cut. They say that will cut $5.5 billion from the company budget. And of course, you know, investors see this. The stock goes up. Sure. That's right. the unfortunate part. Is that, oh, people are getting fired? Yeah, stock's up 8%. Yeah. Because that's the way business goes. I that, get it. That's no fun. I was just trying to see what is $5.5 billion divided by 7000 Give me a second. I will well, and figure that out. Obviously, p- the people who are cut are going to have vastly different salaries from each other. Now, again, yeah, you're right. Some of these, some of these salaries would, this is the average of 7000 divided by five. Five point five billion divided by seven thousand. The average salary in that group would be seven hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. Now I'm guessing there's not seven thousand people that work for Disney that make three quarters of a million dollars, but there's probably a handful that make five million a year, right? Yeah. Or like in these cuts, there might be some people who make three, five, six million. There might be a big executive who gets the axe who makes ten million or something. But yeah, the point being here, they. They are going to make some significant cuts, and that may involve some people you watch on TV every day. Opening day is Thursday. Roast beef day is every day. It's Jason's beef coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of the north side of I-71 northbound near Weber Road. All lanes have reopened in that area, and that accident has been cleaned up from Kenny Road northbound near West Lane Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. Hop into spring and save more at Family Dollar. Gussy up with beautiful dresses and rompers at great prices. And welcome guests with tasty snacks, beverages, and a variety of ice creams. Family Dollar, helping you do more. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. He likes baseball. He likes solar eclipses. He likes Shohei Otani. But he loves roast beef sandwiches. It's time for Jason's Beef with everyone's favorite baseball writer, podcaster, author, and former mustache owner, Jason Stark. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Don't go through another air conditioner breakdown. For fast, friendly service, call the experts at Logan Services now for a free estimate and next day air installation. It's like amateur hour. I'm talking over the sponsor. Man, that was terrible. Look at this. Uh, Jason's Beef is on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Happy baseball season, buddy. Now it feels like baseball season if I'm talking to you guys. Back at you. I, in preparation for this, I went to Arby's Head Roast Beef yesterday. No joke. Just because I knew I was going <laughs> to no, be talking on. to you today. 
You're making that up. No, I'm not making. First of all, I am lactating right now. I've put on so much weight, I'm disgusting. Me going to Arby's on a Sunday is not new information. Yeah, I was going to say, I did not do it in preparation for this. I just went to Arby's, as is my regular ritual. So anyway, we're glad to have you back, Jason. Well, I'm I'm glad to be back, too. I've I've maintained my streak of not going to Arby's for the last, how long have I been on? Ten years? All ten years. Uh, How was was the offseason? Did you enjoy the World Baseball Classic? I'm sure you did. I I do. I love it. Um, I did not actually cover it this time around, but... It's an incredible event. I, I'm sure that Mets fans might disagree and Astros fans might disagree, but I mean, having been there, I, I just know how the, the the stadium just shakes with emotion and passion. And when it came down to Trout against Otani, is that the greatest ending to a game like that ever? Oh, I was going to say, Jason, you're a writer. I mean, you... You live for moments like this, right? Where you almost can't script it better, and then you got truly an epic at bat too. It wasn't even like it was a bad at bat. Every pitch was pretty much dead on. It was, it was. Trout was going for the fences or going home. That was it. It was, it was everything I think baseball fans wanted from that World Baseball Classic. And I, I'm guessing Rob yeah. Manfred couldn't have come up with something better if he tried. <laughs> yeah, I think that's safe to say. And I'm, I don't know about you. I'm just in awe of Shohei. I, I really am. Is, has there been a more talented human being that we've seen play any sport? A name one. That is a very good question. I mean, I think you'd have to look at guys like Bo Jackson, right? Would be the only, like guys who played multiple sports professionally yeah. might be the only argument that you could make there, but it as far as just pure talent goes, I'm with you. I stand in awe of watching Shohei Otani. I didn't think, Jason, your love could grow for him anymore, <laughs> and yet it has. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even played a real game. <laughs> just, that, just those WBC games. But he's got a lot to play for this year. I don't know if you guys heard he's going to be a free agent. Uh, you know, think about Shohei playing for the biggest contract probably in guaranteed dollars in the history of North American sports. Uh, think of that. It's going to be over $500 million, right? I don't It's got to be. It's got to be. I, I'm literally paying for an ace, and I'm sure, one of the best hitters in the sport, one of the best pitchers in the sport, and he's one person, but he gives you both. Um, I mean, you can't add up the, the, you know, $300 million here and $200 million there, but... If he doesn't get six hundred million, seven hundred million, I mean, nothing would surprise me. Nothing. Jason's beef with our guy Jason Stark here on the fan. You are Mr. Rule Change. I want to talk to you about this because we've seen it now in practice with pitch clock and eliminating shifts and things like that. First of all, give me your impression of what we've seen so far, and give me what you think Major League Baseball's impression is of what we've seen so far with the clocks and the shifts. Well, uh, you know, I mostly love it. Um, life with the clock is just so different. The games this spring were 25 minutes shorter per, on average, 25 minutes. And, you know, I, I, all of a sudden, the three-hour game felt like a five-hour game. That's how the games moved along. And I was talking to Francisco Lindor the other day, and he was telling me that, you know, he, he'd been playing with these rules for a couple of weeks, went off to WBC, and he said it was so weird to play in 
to play baseball with no clock, to play baseball where you could shift again. That's how uh, dialed in most players have gotten to it. That doesn't mean there hasn't been some crazy stuff. I am watch, watching every day, and there is crazy, crazy stuff going on every day, and it will go on in April, and people will scream. But I, I think ultimately it's going to be a lot like the 24-second clock in basketball or the, the play clock in football where you're only going to be conscious of it when it starts approaching zero. But, you know, there's one thing I've always noticed about clocks that people love. When the clock gets to zero, something's going to happen. Right. Well, I, I was wondering, Jason, do you feel like, I know they're not going to go away from it anytime soon, but that effect of how quickly it seems like a lot of ball players have gotten accustomed to it, do you think that five, ten years from now, the rule change will have an effect throughout youth baseball because you're going to have youth coaches saying, we want you to work quicker because that's what you're going to have to do if you ever have a shot at playing at the big time. Like, Eventually, I think we'll get a generation of ballplayers who just, you won't need the clock whether it's there or not, right? They'll just be in that rhythm. Yeah, that's really the dream. You know, the, the, the reason this started in the minor leagues first and then you know, gradually expanded its use in the minor leagues and then made it to the big leagues was to get players in a completely different mindset. And, I, you know, that's happening. Uh, here's, a, here's a weird thing that I did. I noticed this really early on. Uh, you didn't see hitters messing with their batting gloves every pitch anymore. You know, I, tried, I decided one game I was going to count how many, time, how many times all the hitters adjusted their batting gloves. And it happened two times in a whole nine-inning game. What was it last year? A thousand? Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, it's amazing how people figured out they couldn't do all this dead time dopey stuff they did before. I am. Uh, I'm not against progress. I, I didn't like the the pace of the game. I didn't like the inability to hit the ball the other side of the field. So I think this will lend itself to better baseball. I still, though, need a little bit more convincing on the clock and necessarily just seeing the clock. I I know broadcasters are putting it on the screen. I wish they wouldn't. I I like knowing it's there. I don't want to see it. Does that make sense? Uh, you know, I've watched a few telecasts this spring. I try to watch the, the games that I'm attending, and it seems like everybody's handling it differently. There's, there's some broadcasts where they have the clock on the screen for the entire time. Yeah. And then there are others where when it gets under, what, eight, five, whatever it is, then it pops up. And that's kind of how, uh, aren't football games televised that way? The clock's running down. That's when you care about the clock. That's what it's going to turn into. Um, And I I, I don't think it's going to take that long, to be honest. you know, I watch people watching these games, um, and it's hard in the beginning not to be kind of transfixed by the clock. I was amazed by how quickly fans who were there to watch baseball just watched baseball yep. and really didn't obsess on the clock. But it's funny, uh, you know, I'm running about this for a piece that will run in a couple of days. I, I saw Max Scherzer the other day, and I asked him, how often are you as a pitcher conscious of the clock and when are you not conscious of the clock and he looked at me and he said every pitch every single 
pitch. And I said, yeah, but you're also competing every pitch. So does it get in the way of the competition or are you channeling it? He said, I'm like the quarterback, right? I'm like a quarterback who doesn't want to ever let that play clock hit zero. That's me. And, you know, I think that defines how players are going to approach it. Um, They have no choice. They're going to deal with it. But, again, there's going to be some crazy stuff, I promise. Jason, happy baseball season, my friend. I'm excited for our weekly visits. We'll talk again next week. I look forward to it already. Thanks, guys. Great to talk to you again. Jason's Beef on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. He is all over all this rule stuff. Please go read his stuff. He is our guy. He's been our guy for a long time. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A pocket of slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is beginning to build on the east side of I-70 eastbound between Hamilton Road and I-270. Plan about a five-minute delay as cars begin to back up. This traffic report is sponsored by The Tile Shop. The Tile Shop is your destination for ceramic, porcelain, and natural stone tile and luxury vinyl tile. Explore a wide range of unique looks and exclusive designs for every style in any project with inventory available today. Visit the Columbus Tile Shop showroom to start loving the home you're in. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Buckeye Roundtable coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of Buckeye Roundtable, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man, happy Monday. Timmy, you have reached a certain age, my friend. I know, man. You came in today and you said, my back hurts. I said, what did you do? And you said, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That is the sign of getting older. Well, here's the thing, too. And part of this is my fault. And I know it's my fault, but when the night gets long and you got a son that's getting to be our age, I don't know what time you're able to usher your kids to bed, bone, like Viv or whatever. It's a struggle for us to like send Jack to his room by 930. And like, it's Mm -hmm. like, dude, you're, you're done. It's over for Bozo. Go to your room, shut it off, go to bed. Sometimes he just can't turn it off. So we get what? Like an hour? As adults, to watch a show, to yeah. like actually oh, sit yeah. on the sofa together and watch a show. What is Jack doing that he doesn't want to go to bed? Look at my boobies, Jack. <laughs> Jack. No. Look, Look at it. my boobies, Jack. <laughs> so anyway, I will usually fall asleep on the couch after we watch a show or whatever. Right. I can't help it. I get so exhausted. It's a gift, too, where I can fall asleep. I can look over at Sarah and say, like, boy, I'm getting really tired. And I might be asleep in 60 seconds. Yeah. Gone. I'm the, I'm the same way. And so I'll wake up after sleeping on that couch for hours. It's not good for my back. I wish I could just go up to the bedroom like a normal person and go to sleep on the nice, comfortable bed. So that's kind of tweaking my lower back. 
And then I wake up and I could barely move. And today was like the worst of it. I couldn't play ping pong with them today. Oh, wow. That bad. That huh? bad. Like that's hurting a bad, that bad. Yeah, that's back. a bad tweak. That's not good. Yeah. Can I, I ask know. what prevents you from just going up to bed? And I mean, do you have a TV up too there? Too tired. Can't get off the L-shaped couch after watching a show. Too, too comfortable. Too comfortable. Oh, too see, tired. See, Don't even want just, to lift my body. We've moved into when we want to watch a show, we just go up to the bedroom. And I have a chair in the bedroom so I can sit because Melissa likes to wow. lay down in the bedroom. And I like a big armchair in the master bedroom. It's a tiny chair, but it's a sick. Like a director's chair? (laughs) Now now I just have you, (laughs) the image of you perched on a director's chair. Usually, in the bed, spread out. That's how I get things started. I wear a Kristoff hat and nothing else, and in the director's (laughs) chair with a megaphone, and I'm like, action. And then I hop into the bed. No. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it's time that we do. A TV in the bedroom. We've always kind of oh, stayed away. Oh, you don't away. have a TV in the no. bedroom? No, oh, we've always yeah. kind of stayed away from oh, that to wow. sort of force the need to go to sleep when you go to the bedroom, but maybe that'd be better for the bad. Well, I, I need a TV. You're in the right spot there. Like, that is the better thing to do, but if you're saying you're falling asleep in right. an uncomfortable position, then you have to get up and walk. Yeah, it's tough. The best thing for us to do is never watch TV, but that's not going to happen. Here we are. No, but what you were saying, though, with Jack, like, I did read a little bit, and I don't know if it's accurate but the latest thing i've read about teens going to sleep preteens teens etc yeah they thought they the books all say don't force it because they say that teenagers like when they hit the 12 13 range all the way up to 18 19 20 they are for whatever reason your brain we developed this somewhere along the line that that's the time to socialize for kids that age look at my boobies jag so they think that kids (laughs) brains just they don't they don't typically feel the need to go to sleep until after 10 o'clock. It's biologically in there. And you know what? Like, it, I don't know if your girls get like into the goofy mode or how Samantha is at that time too, is when Jack is rolling. And I almost don't oh, yeah. want to shut him off. Right. You know, but we're get, we get to that point where you're almost at your wits end as parents because you've been doing the dinner. You've been trying to, you know, plan your next day coming mm-hmm. up. All the nuts and bolts doing the chores to finish up. And he, you're trying to like get him to go brush your freaking teeth, and he's just got jokes after jokes oh, after yeah. jokes. But I just, I need to just embrace it because how much longer is it going to be like that? You're right. Like yeah. you're going to be goofy, right. you're going to be completely silly for thirty minutes straight. Go ahead, get it out of your system. A couple of years, he won't want to talk to you at all. Right. That's it. That's you all might I as well enjoy it while that. it's here. That's what I say. All right. What's coming up on Buckeye Roundtable? Oh my God, so many people on wall to wall coverage of women's basketball. This is big. Got the nine o'clock tip coming up tonight. Yeah. Some Joe and Amber sandwiched in between for Uh 45 minutes. Uh What will you hear on Joe and Amber? But McGuff, Matty Andrews talking about the game. Uh, For football, we got Jim Lachey, Tim May, and Stephen Means of the Plain Dealer, and Steve Rollick breaking down the men's hockey season, and Bill Moziello talking baseball. I'm not going to get to the back page. Stop yelling at me. All right, no sponsor. (laughs) Wow. Sorry, you're not going to get your sponsor in today, I guess. All right. Well, we had so many commercials we got to fill into this break, right? Care heating and cooling back page. There, there you go. go. There you hey, go. Hey, See, hey, that's why you're here, Teddy. Hey. A special touch from Panama Ted. Special touch. Put it back on the rim. Buckeye Roundtable's up next. OSU women's basketball at 9. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Taking a look at your roads right now, just a reminder that the westbound I-70 ramp to Route 315 northbound, that is closed for road construction. As a detour, you can take I-70 west to Richtown to Route 315 north. Factor that into your travel plans. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's $3 Breakfast Deal. Wendy's $3 Breakfast Deal is your choice of bacon or sausage, egg and Swiss croissant, plus a small seasoned potatoes for just $3. Break your morning routine and get your $3 Breakfast Deal today. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. It's a fan action update. Just about three hours from now, the Ohio State women tip off looking for a trip to the Final Four. Download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com and start making your bets today. The Ohio State women are taking on Virginia Tech. They are a two-point underdog. Ohio State is plus 115 on the money line with an over-under of 140 and a half. For your Superbook action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit LindsayHonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.